watched it in its entirety almost. The old James Bond. Yeah, the James Bond one. And then I read the Wikipedia page, and it was interesting because and they did a very good job of breaking down why it's one of the best Bonds. And it is all of the, all of the Bond movies sprout from Goldfinger. It, it, I mean, like the way the, the way the, the evil guy dies, the non sequitur scene in the beginning that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Like that was the first one where they did that because it's like he's going from mission to mission. He's wrapping one up and now he's going into this one, you know? Oh, he's wrapping one up inside yeah. of a lady. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, they are. Okay, let's start the show with this catchy tune. on we have a new president finally well i will believe it when the hand is off the bible yeah i was gonna start by just being like what are we gonna talk about <laughs> we, we go into the deep end what's going on in this world you know but, the, but the, again once again the song served its purpose keith it got me into a it's a know, good mind clear yes you, you got to be quiet for a minute exactly it's good it focuses you Kind of, kind of your emotional state, at least where I'm at. Lean know? back a little a, bit here. It's been a bit of a ringer. I, I would say it's been an emotional Yeah, you trembled. Week. You trembled earlier in the week. Uh, uh, welcome in, guys, yes. everybody. Uh, I am Keith Pazel. This is my podcast. I'm always here with Adam Crocious. Hello, everyone. A uh, lot, lot going on this week. A lot going on, but it really was the same thing every day. <laughs> but it was a lot. Yeah, but, it, but there was just, yeah, there was definitely a tension attention to it that i checked in on it i was still trying to do my thing you know there's been less actual physical protest to this i am surprised by i thought immediately you'd have shit kickers throwing fucking ak-47s through fucking D dorks chests <laughs> quit trying to ramrod your nerdist thing down there yeah <laughs> you homo Just like fucking saying, like, saying all gay slurs men with you jew Guns with bayonets that are fucking <laughs> decorated like Steven Tyler's microphone. But I'm going to tell you American <laughs> flags. T- yeah, yeah, that would be cartoonish. I tell you what, it's still a possibility. It, this we yeah. are not out of this yet. I think we're like, not out of this. yet. Well, and this is where I was telling her this is where I could finally pull up some sort of integrity because I will tell all these Trump supporters the same thing I told Hillary people la- the last time. Get over it. You lost. It goes both yeah. ways. Yeah. But it, even if they cheated to win, it's politics, man. That's one thing I agree. That's one thing. One, there's a comic we both know named David Angelo, who is a libertarian. So usually we roll our eyes, yeah. but he's so funny. And he said, like, he goes, even if the Dems did steal this election, who cares? It's a <laughs> it's a power grab. If you're not cheating to grab power, then what the fuck are you here for? And yeah. I was, I was kind of like, I feel that. Like, you know, even if you find out. What does out, that mean? 
Well, as far, know, as, far as, as far as the power grab aspect of it, and it well, yeah, that's well, what that's, I'm saying. Yeah, it's, but as far as the power grab aspect, like, yeah, why wouldn't anyone do anything they possibly could to, especially if you think your power grab is actually going to help people? Yeah. And well, it's going to help people just by ending the Trump presidency. J- just that alone. There will be addition by subtraction, let alone policies. Dude, what they're going to try to this do. This is when, you know, a country had to rebrand because this was the country music channel. And now it's just CMT. So like they got good movies like this. And then you're like guitar journeys. <laughs> they just uh, 45 minutes of them showing you electric guitars. The only thing I ever watched on this network consistently was the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader <laughs> the uh, competition show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they the, did they had, have that, didn't they? I, I used to watch, I, I mean, I probably watched eight to ten episodes of that. The women looked good. I'll be honest with you. They, you know, they, they had a certain look, you know, but it was also like weird Texas pride, like Texas women, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Here, like, here's the way a beauty looks. And the women who ran it, like, the, who ran the Dallas Cowboy. I mean, Dallas Cowboy Trailers are a phenomenon. Well, and apparently you know? it's not fun. They don't pay you well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it you're seems you're like pretty a miserable exploited. existence. Yeah, you're, you're pretty exploited. But uh, but when I was a kid, that was big. But, yeah, so on country music television, I used to watch the uh, Dallas, making a, making a, making the team, I think it was called. The Dallas Cowboy Trailers, I think. I was making Yeah. The team. So here we go. We're on a carousel. That's a lot of that early early channels I remember is that that show. And I also remember early FX. They had the X show, which was Burt Kreischer and some other people. Like they it was just kind of like the best damn sports show, but kind of with more topics. They <laughs> they sat around in beanbag chairs around fucking lava lamps. <laughs> fucking Here's your set. You Kreischer know? was wearing flip flops and they just were edgy about the world. But also <laughs> what FX year was that you think? Um, late, mid to late nineties. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I don't like, <clears throat> because I, I remember I ch- watching a uh, FX used to also play AL West baseball. Yeah. So I remember around 10 o'clock on FX, you'd watch A's games and shit yeah, and yeah, angels yeah, games. Absolutely. I remember having to speed, write. I was the king of this shit. Seventh grade. I had to write a paper about the revolutionary war. <laughs> which through writing this paper became my favorite thing in history. Uh, It was due on Monday. So Saturday, this might've even been Sunday. I had to write nine fucking pages. Oh yeah. Yeah. Videos. I I know that. I know that. I know the feeling of cramming a paper. I know the feeling that's basically what my life has been for the past 30 years. So (laughs) there's one thing you do in business. You will write. You know, dude, this video is so fucking choppy. But uh, what, what, are you, what are you trying to pull together? You think, buddy, man? Yeah, but yeah, so we're watching uh, Beverly Hills Cop three, which I never saw. I thought this had come out in '88. This is, I'm starting to get too old, right? And I'm usually good with dates, but '88 I think was or '87 or '80. I think it was '84. Was the was first one? And '86 I think was part two, which still had some of the magic. Still had some of the magic, but boy, by '94, that's eight years later. Things have changed. The movie palette has changed, you know, and you were trying to come back, blow the dust off because you're like, damn it, I got to make my career still work. I'm Eddie Murphy, you know? Yeah, I mean, he but how fucking, himself, I think, but how well. down was he? Was he really broke or something? Well, I don't think he was really ever broke, but he, his, he was a fucking huge star for a solid eight year. I mean, he's obviously still a star, but I mean, he was it. He was the shit. There's man. a level of stardom you get to where they start taking everything you can do well. 
and trying to make like an empire out of it. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Like you, you can kind of sing. Like a mini Let's economy. do an album. Yeah, you fucking, we'll get Michael Jackson involved. But you're right. This is not him doing characters. This is him doing the stud guy. That's what he wanted to do. Like kind of the cool guy, you know. Uh, but, because, but his actual, a lot of his talents are when he can do four or five different characters because he was great on Saturday Night Live with that. His characters were great on Saturday Night Live. He did good impressions, very good impressions, but I thought his characters were actually funnier. Velvet Jones, <laughs> How to Be a This ho. guy's in a lot of movies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, he, he, was in a, he was an American gigolo. He either plays a guy that you think is going to kill you but doesn't, Yeah, and he's super <laughs> sweet, or he's super sweet, and he's and there he, to like kill you. And then he kills you. Like he's always. Yeah, he's a double cross. He's, he's always a double an, cross going on. Unassuming something, whether it's murder, who knows? Yeah, man. So it, it is. Uh, I've so, never yeah. seen this. This, this is. Uh, looks really bad. So how much of the election did you actually watch? You know, on Tuesday, I didn't really start watching until probably four or five in the afternoon. You know, a little later. Um, and, and then I was watching kind of intermittently. Uh, I, I did not feel good on Tuesday. I had a bad backache from golfing, and I just, I was in a weird emotional headspace, I think, that day. Yeah. You know? And, and then I just started to watch it. I wanted to start seeing the results. Okay, well, the result, we're on the West Coast. By 4 o'clock here at 7 o'clock Welcome on the East back, Coast. Welcome back, Uncle Dave. So, uh, you know, <laughs> this is the happy ending. You know? Is, that Le- is Leslie Nielsen Uncle Dave? Wow. Is this, is, it's not Leslie Nielsen. No. It would be hilarious if it was. He's Leslie Nielsen-like, yeah, I will say yeah, that. Yep. Exactly. They were like, can we almost get Leslie Nielsen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, Leslie Nielsen and him went to some similar auditions like in 71. You know, I got to say, the Naked Gun movies I never really got as a kid. I oh. knew the little scenes, like I know the scene at the Angels game and shit like that, but they always were just kind of like, whatever. That's why when O.J. Simpson murdered Nicole, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Why do you care? <laughs> yeah, it, it is... Uh, the first one I saw it, I was in college, Keith, when the first Naked Gun came out. And because it was like Airplane, which I always liked from my youth, it felt very fast-paced and it was funny. Like, ooh, hey, it's fast. You're getting the fast jokes because you're smart, you know? You go back and watch it now. Airplane? It has, hasn't aged that well. No, it ha- well, because it's... It I'm, not talking about airplane. Well. Air, air, I'm not talking about Airplane. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, Naked Gun. But yeah, but Airplane. Oh, yeah. Airplane's naked. old, too. Well, because it's so fucking cheap. It's so shticky. Yeah, absolutely. Like even like now, it's just, it looks so over the top. Yeah. And almost like a parody of a shtick movie. Yeah. Landis directed this. Holy shit. Steven D'Souza. Oh, they <laughs> broke out the fucking... <laughs> And that's it says is based that on characters. D'Souza's? Is that Dinesh D'Souza's brother trying to make it as a screenwriter in Hollywood? Yeah. You know? Wearing white face. <laughs> Peach face. Wearing. <laughs> you can trust me. I'm a right wing prick. Trying you know? to be Guilo up for Hollywood. So, yeah. So my my experience with the watching the election results when they first came in, uh, you know, I was I wanted to hear about how certain counties were looking. Look, and he's wanted, walking with the people, and and I wanted to hear about, um, uh, I wanted to hear about the, um, uh, Ohio, uh, Ohio in particular. I was like, well, they should get some results back in Ohio and Florida. It looked like he was going to flip know? that for a little yeah, bit, yeah, a little bit. And then he it was got like throat fucked in Ohio. Yeah, I mean, Ohio and, and and Florida boy, he got taken down. I mean, there was no doubt about it. I mean, that those were deemed to be ooh, they could be like battleground. Yeah, no, but you started trembling. No. You said, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I was just like, I'm gonna have to deal. You know, yeah. Well, I, before I we went to bed, I kind of got know? tired too. And you do have those weird, even like I had to kick myself. 
because I'm just like, how bad is it going to be? Yeah, he's not. It's it's not the Middle East here. Yeah, but, uh, but it will never be but, the Middle East. Yeah, but still, it would have been bad. It would have been a bad next four years. It, it just he would have been validated. No one wants to be that guy either. You know, I mean, you know, he, <laughs> look how hard it is when you have a dipshit older brother to like have friends at school and like all the teachers hate you. That's what being American would have been like for the next four years. How is this again? I'm sorry. Like how when you have an asshole older brother who everybody hates and then you go into school and everybody (laughs) knows you through your dipshit brother. The teachers hate you because you're a whatever the fuck. You're a a McNulty. Yeah. 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 No, I got a little bit of shit. My my brother. Your older brother goosed me. Uh, But uh, but no, with um, (laughs) with with Trump, I thought, okay. He's probably going to win again. But then I was like, you know, the mail-in ballots have not all been counted. So I was like, I went to bed, got a decent night's sleep, went over and voted first thing on Tuesday morning right away. I had registered. I went and I voted. I did that to make my voice heard. And then, you know, I, I was uh, I was trembling that night. I was. I was I was literally like, it was so emotional. And, and I'm, I pride myself on not getting fucked up like that. I'm pretty repressed. You were clutching your you Reggie know? Jackson pillow, <laughs> but it was just like I, I was just—I I felt. Do you chills. have anything? I felt chills. Have you totally adulted out of? Do you have anything from your childhood no, that like brings nothing. you calm? I've, of I've, like, no at the end of the day, I have this little fucking. That, that's I still have this comforter from when I was a kid. I have my memories, and my memories do me well. Well, no, eventually you're gonna get a brain disease well, and it, forget. I that I think shit. it might be starting right now. I—I I, I honestly believe I'm losing it. I, I think the mental part. Of it all, I think I got a pretty sharp mind, but it, I, I've been—I uh, don't know—I've been having a difficult time. <laughs> so on you Tuesday, know, Stan Makita, I feel so bad for him. So for people who don't know, Stan Makita played for the Chicago Blackhawks, great hockey legendary player. hockey player overall, not just big in the Blackhawks yeah, organization, yeah. In, one in of the, the highest of scorers in the history of hockey. Absolutely, he never kept memorabilia. He oh, he his house has no <laughs> inkling that he played professional <laughs> hockey, and they always asked him why. And he goes, because I have my memories. Yeah. And old Stan Makita got dementia. And now, before he, well, he's dead now, but before he said he lost all memory of being a hockey player. Yeah. And I was just like, what a, A, I feel bad, but B, why are you going to rest on those laurels, huh? Well, but also, I'm always well, going to have you my memories. Your, your gifts are going to like come back. Oh, yes. I, you're not even going to remember the gift. <laughs> At that point, I think you're so gone. That you don't, you know, you, you're still looking at it from the lens of control. Well, this was pre-dementia where he would say, like, uh, I don't need memorabilia. I always have my memories. Yeah. And then, that's boy, also an, that, that's boy did a, the Lord have something else to say about that. <laughs> that's like an old school, like, I am a solemn athlete. I do not have an individual personality. It's like before free agency. Like, I am merely a grim man yeah. showing up to my job. Punching the clock like a, I mean, athletes in the '60s had to have jobs, like part-time jobs in the off-season. Like now, if you're an athlete, your job I think is I've being said an this athlete. Before. My grandpa, my shape. grandpa worked with Brian Piccolo. Yes, absolutely. At a machine shop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Pick. Like, what's going on? Hold on, I got... said he walked like he had ball bearings in his shoes. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. He was just he was he was already that rough knees. Yeah. Rough knees. And I'm sure I'm sure working in that shop, I'm sure there weren't any carcinogenics floating around in the air yeah also 1968 chicago i should oh it was before that this was my grandpa was born in 24 well brian piccolo so when he played he played in it definitely was the 60s oh yeah he he played from 60 probably right before right after my fucking grandpa got back from old bismarck because they had 
my uncle Ed in Bismarck in the late 50s. Okay. And then they got back to Chicago. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, that's why whenever he would tell me those stories, he would say he was like, he would be in awe of how much money athletes make. And he would be like, dude, I used to work with professional athletes. Yeah. Like you needed to have jobs in the off season. Absolutely. Until free agency came through. Which happened late. I didn't realize oh, yeah. free agency was like 88 well, free, no. Wilbur Marshall left the Bears. Wasn't oh, Wilbur oh, oh, Marshall one of the first people to leave the Bears? That uh, like the first chip off the Bears defense was like Otis Wilson or Wilbur Marshall. No, it was Wilbur Marshall signing with the Reds. Wilbur Marshall was a, and they never talk about him. He was a great. Also, linebacker. Wilbur Marshall was, was one of those dudes that. Nah, 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 Wilbur Marshall, like he had a speech hardcore Southern accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sounded like a fucking. I don't know. That would be too racist if I said that joke. Okay, good. We're not, we're not gonna have those moments. No, no. But with uh, with um, uh, free agency in football didn't happen until like the '90s, and and like Plan B, they tried to like, manage it a certain way, and then, and then it just was a free for all. I mean, they, with football, baseball didn't happen until the '70s. You know, and yeah. hockey, hockey didn't happen. Their union was terrible too. They had a horrible union. There was not very, hockey players. These are not intellectuals. It's kind of like baseball players. You know, you at a young age, you just go and play in the minors. You know, at a young age, you're playing oh, yeah. juniors. There's you're not, paths you take in you baseball. Know? You fucking marry your high school sweetheart. They <laughs> lock that down early. Yes. On both sides. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Because, yeah. you know, you're, you're a hot stud baseball player. You're getting the pick of the high school. <laughs> I had a buddy who pitched minor league, minor league baseball in the Philly system for three years. He was in high A ball. Is there a, any way to like save a little money and like okay, I'm good for a few. That's but that's no. pay, that's paycheck to paycheck. No man, yeah, you're getting a stipend. Like you get your stipend. To, like I think the team gives you ten, like a per diem of ten to twelve bucks a day, basically for meals, and then you also get your pay. I think he made about eight hundred bucks a month. That's wild. You know, like like in, like in the eighties, I think. You know, so uh, wait, so he made a little bit of money at, at that time. He had to work obviously in the off season. He was in high A ball, but he, he was in a town of West Virginia when they had their first ATM. Their first ATM, and this this is like this is like late eighties, early nineties. Like ATMs weren't everywhere. Oh, I'm and sure. So, so in West they Virginia, they probably looked at you like an asshole if you needed to use one. Yeah, yeah, like, people, yeah. You went to your well, bank. Fuck, we got to walk ten blocks yeah. now because you need to take money out like yeah. a fucking futuristic <laughs> cock. So so. Uh, they, he, he he did the ribbon cutting. They had a ribbon cutting for the first Friends ATM. Make fun of you. You know, I'm a single A ball player. I'm doing a ribbon cutting for the first ATM, and you know, in this town of West Old Virginia. Oh, running man over here needs to go to the ATM and take <laughs> money out. But he also said there they had a big house. Like they had this big twelve room mat. Like it was an old hotel that the players all lived in, and they were next to a nurses college. Oh. So they got laid all the time. Oh, and it said. was sanitary. It was yeah. clean. Yeah, yeah. They, they got laid constantly, bringing over all the lube, <laughs> all the you condoms, know, and the little said, tiny grocery it was, bags. It was great because it was like twenty base or twenty five baseball players and like twenty five coeds. <laughs> so it was awesome, you know. What an old term to me. We're co-ed. gonna go get and go knock off some coeds. <laughs> that should be in the fucking. That should be a. I'm a coed. You know. <laughs> that should be a, a compartment that they put people in nowadays. Yeah, man. It was uh, so uh so there's now that so the election Yeah all week. But it played out like everybody thought. I think everybody was hearing up to the whole time like I was encouraged. It's gonna take yeah, all week. Yeah. It's gonna take all week and everybody yeah. was like, All right, all right. And then day of the election, it was just a flood of like 
well, maybe we'll get this. Well, maybe we'll get that. Like, I feel like people changed their fucking vibe day of the election of like everyone kind of thought like, well, it's going to be a domination. Joe Biden's going to win by 7 p.m. Yeah, well. Now, that's if you live out here, you live in L.A. or in a big city. They called California before they started counting votes. Yeah, they they knew. (laughs) Yeah, he was not going to win California. Which, even though it's correct, shit like that does seem shady. When you're like, at least wait a little bit. (laughs) Like, they legitimately, the polls closed, and then they were like, we can call California for, like, how? They also also knew they're not going to be challenged. I also know that they weren't going to win. I also wonder if they counted their online votes early because some states got to count their votes before the election and then you just can't release the results that's part of the confusion imagine that non-disclosure yeah yeah god they fucking yeah put an old timey musket to your head and fucking make you sign a (laughs) non-disclosure about the election results yeah i think it's part of the reason why you know i don't understand the election laws i have a political science degree you know i've got a master's degree in public policy i don't it varies state by state the way it's handled I don't, there's so much to know, and it's just, I think it's part of the reason people aren't very civic-minded in this country. It's too big. You know, people understand how, well, how the states relate to the federal government. How, you know, how, how does that relationship get defined? What does that mean? How does it affect my life? Why should I even care, yeah. you know? But but this forced people to care. Uh, and, and I will say, what I've said with Trump all along, the best thing he's done, the best thing he's done is he's actually forced an apolitical country to start actually thinking about some of these issues. Here's know? what I would I wanted to I'm pose not it's to you. Be, yeah. Here's yeah. do you think now there is going to be next 2024 do you think there's going to be a viable third candidate? I, God, I, I I you know I don't even know if I can make predictions. I I, I think I know things and, and boy these last two elections you know, this whole Cuz people are still ready for change cuz and that's how you know things were getting back to normal because it took a couple of days ago, you kind of knew, okay, Biden's got it unless some wild shit happens. And no one, everyone kind of was holding off. No one wanted to be the network to call any state for yeah. Biden. Yeah. Because they, I think people were legitimately scared of like the second we say Biden wins, someone's going to get their brains blown out. Yeah. yeah. And also, <clears throat> just like, you know, we don't want to have, we are going to, they have to make the count, man. They got to take, they got to make the count. They got to make that happen, you know? So. It's just, uh, and it seems like, I mean, again, I think it's a good thing just for a society, for a, our species, to ha- there's some difficult discussions that have to happen, I think, in the country, and there's some big problems that have to be kind of dealt with, and uh, I don't know, I'm hoping there's some spirit for that, but I just think Trump, it's poisoned the water so bad, but how, I, I just don't know how it's But how I knew things I just, were getting back to normal is the second it was clear that Biden was going to win all the like super liberal people were like, all right, now you should know that because it was this close, we're all still racist, including you reading this post. You're racist. All your political opinions should only be geared toward people of color. Yeah. You can't think of if you're white, your concerns do not matter. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, I fucking get it. Can we just celebrate for a week? Yeah. Yeah. Can I not be part of the machine problem for fucking <laughs> two days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the level of the discussion and the debate. If there's But I did. Debate, I read an Instagram post that was going around where it was like, here's a list of things you have to abide by now that Trump is gone. Like the, you're like the problem's not gone. You're the problem. If you're white, you have no fears. So don't think you should have fears, Yeah. which I get philosophically, but 
you know, if you live in a bad neighborhood and you fucking doesn't matter what color you are, (laughs) you want to feel safe. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's. Yeah, I I mean I don't I don't know how uh, I mean I, I thought it was going to be But that more was of the f- tone of the post going around is yeah. like all it, all your political aspirations should only be geared toward how does it affect people of color. Like you shouldn't you should you if you're white you no longer are allowed to think about yourself when it comes to politics. I don't I, well I I don't know what I don't even know what that statement means. I, like, I, I don't like get what like the if you're means. white in this country you have nothing to worry about. So when it comes yeah. to what you're thinking yeah. about politically, your concerns shouldn't be in the cards. You should be thinking about. Yeah, I, I, that's yeah, the Instagram I, I, post I read. No, it was I, almost verbatim that like of a, like a weird you are a white look. person in America. You have no problems. So don't. So so you should. I, I know only, this is going to be a weird. So you thing. should only be thinking about your your people of color friends, your gay friends. And I I don't know what it is, and I maybe it's because of the way I was raised, and I'm lucky because I had a pretty fucking cool mom, I think, in certain ways, politically, certainly. I, and I'm not like, whoa, I'm above the fray because I'm so intelligent. And no, no, I just the whole white identity thing has never made sense to me ever since I was a little kid. And I lived, I mean, I, lived in, I went to Stonewall Jackson Middle School for yeah, Christ's sake. That just changed they just too- changed the name last year. You know, or like, I don't know, eight months ago or something. I mean, Stonewall, I mean, there was racial fucking tension. And there were, I mean, lines were being drawn. I mean, it was like, you know, they're 25% black, you know, and it was, and, and there was a racial tension was already happening in the sixth and seventh grade. Yeah. Fights were breaking out. And I just never understood the white idea. Like, I define myself as white. Right. I, just, I always kind of thought of myself as a human being first. But what I'm even know? saying is philosophically, I understand that. And this was just one Instagram post. I'm not saying yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is this is this is something that I just thinks got, yeah. this got texted to me yeah. by one of my like hardcore it, liberal cousins. It's in the white noise. Out and there. I was I read it and I'm like, I get this philosophically, but you can't tell me that I can't think about myself when it comes to like, what about a political candidate? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can't I think about both. Can't I register both of like, how does this affect my black friends and me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, the idea to get to is that we are in this together. So so uh, and people of color, I think, have felt so excluded for so long, uh, you know, have been. been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, I understand. No, I mean, absolutely. It's real. I mean, trust me, I dedicated a lot of my life to it, you know, so it's just uh you know, it, it is, and I don't get that. It's not a loss if you include people. I don't. I, I don't have this zero sum game of looking at things like it's somehow at my expense if someone else supposedly gets this. Ju- that fucking bullshit narrative of just uh, of like affirmative actions taking my job and that fucking dude. They're bringing it back people, here. That's fucking, dope. Uh, California, I think, is going to bring that shit back. What's this? Affirmative action. Oh, it no. got shot down. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it, see, that's where the presidential ca- thing took over the week is I don't remember any of those props that passed. Yeah. All of the good props failed. OK. Yeah. yeah. Except for the ones where um, the third. OK. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. 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 So it, it is. Just... Anderson Cooper called Trump an obese turtle. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that is true in his son. He but really yeah. is fat, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, Trump? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That should be his punishment. They should drag him out of the office because we talked about this off air. <laughs> What's going to be this next 75 days, first of all? Yeah, I, 
I, I think they'll, they'll throw in a, a probably a bogus lawsuit or two. There will be a recount, um, but they're not going to find that many votes yeah. unless they can figure out a way to actually cheat the recount. You know, which, yeah, I mean, I, I think that there'll be some, there'll be an attempt at that, which part of me, I don't want that to happen. But if it does happen, I hope it distracts him from what he can do as a lame duck president. You know, because I've always kind of feared his lame duck period of him throwing oh, really bad temper tantrums. He can start a nuclear you war. Know? I mean, oh, well, I, and that's when, like, on the other side of how people were like, all right, Joe Biden's president, like, we're still all racist. Don't yeah. be too happy. Like that kind of buzzkill. Yeah. I'm thinking about the buzzkill on the other side of like Joe Biden won, but Trump is still the president for the next 75. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can start a nuclear war. Why? Well, I mean, I, I don't think something like that's going to happen. Uh, I think the, but he won't, but I'm saying like, yeah. it's not like he's totally powerless all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. He'll pardon his fucking asshole friends. You know? Yeah. Well, who... Roger Stone was the big one. God. Roger Stone. Roger Stone with his giant back tattoo. Such an asshole. Such an asshole. Dress is so nice, though. You, you, you know, he's one of the guys who had the right wing thing with, like, you know, with the uh, the Charlottesville march of changing the look and making them wear Oxford. Wasn't it fucking? Uh, uh, he did that, I guess, in, in in Florida. I'm sorry, but go ahead. With wasn't Roger Stone with your boy Roy Cohn? Weren't they best friends? Absolutely. Yeah, they were all. They ran in the same circle. Roy Cohn also. I, I didn't. As did Paul Manafort. Also, Roy Cohn was, I think, early on a Trump, a Fred Trump lawyer. Like I think uh, he might have been. Like I'm I think sure, Roy yeah, Cohn yeah. has been a family cog. He might have been. I mean, I, I mean, he was, you know, in in the fifties. What what a what a weird human being. But then, what an odd life. But the next seventy five you know? days is going to be recounts and the logic on the right, and he's convinced all his followers uh, that every vote cast after eleven fifty nine standard time on Tuesday is illegal. That even yeah, Ken Starr just, said, Ken Starr said, counting votes after election day is illegal. That is not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look at the Wikipedia page for every election, they have a total electoral count. Yeah. If you look at the 84 election, it says Ronald Reagan got 504 electoral yeah. college votes. They don't just stop at 270. Yeah. That's not the game. Yeah. For that, and that, but declaring the winner just in your head makes it over, and then... They spend the next yeah. two weeks counting fucking votes yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And you just don't know it. It just yeah. is a much bigger deal now because yep. there were so many mail-in ballots. Most, oh, yeah. Usually yeah. before that you can call an election before you even count the mail-in votes because they matter that little. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The COVID thing. I think it was, to be honest, and maybe because, oh, yeah, I'm happy because, you know, obviously it's a good thing that Biden won, obviously. Well, also, but, uh, like she said off air him telling all his followers that counting by mail was bad probably helped because yeah only democrats right. voted by mail yeah. so those mail-in ballots were all blue yeah like if there were any inkling of republicans who voted by mail it was like over yeah and, and i'm sure trump will take full responsibility for that because he deals well with uh he, he can say he's sorry <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he can he can really look at himself in the mirror and honestly know his assess his character. Also, he's playing the popular vote now. Like? He said his last tweet was, "We can look at his thoughts. We'll look at his Twitter." <laughs> uh, his last tweet was, "I got seventy one million legal votes, more than any sitting president in history." He's he th he is claiming he won. Yeah. Yeah. I won this election. It was stolen. Every yeah. of every vote that was counted after election day is yeah. illegal. 
and more so, I bet if you broke down his logic more, he's going to try and say any vote that wasn't a Republican vote is somehow illegal. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's he'll do anything. He'll throw anything. He doesn't care. There is no bottom. There's no bottom to him. So I think, again, how it ends. We've talked about this on the show before. I think how it ends. And I don't know. I'm just pretty, I don't know. I don't have no crystal ball. You know, I mean, it's been unpredictable. Uh, but him it getting was pretty re- predictable. Him getting released. They said it was going to take a week. You know, they said that it was going to come down. To I the mean, three his states. entire presidency. I feel yeah, like, yeah. in certain ways. Oh, you know? absolutely. That's you kind know? of been the bad fun of it. Of like, yeah. what the fuck is he going to say today? Yeah, absolutely. You know, but it's but there that is unhealthy. That is unhealthy. I think on a culture for a long time. I think it really. It's just, it's not good. It's just not good for the discussion. It's not good for the debate. And he's just been the center of attention. He's been like, he's been like, like it's like a dysfunctional family that is paying all like attention to this like cancerous thing. <laughs> That's literally how I perceive his presidency. It's so bad. It, it's pretty incredible. It's pretty, again, it's epic that he made it through and reveals some real issues, you know, and, and uh, you know. <sighs> I don't think he's going to leave the, not even like, I'm still the president. I think at some point he will acknowledge that he lost the election. I think he's going to try and live in the White House <laughs> after the day. They're going to have to arrest him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think when they arrest him, he should Mussolini style be hung by his ankles and you pull off his shirt and people should have to slap his belly. You slap his fat tits and belly until he cries. Yeah, it, it, public humiliation. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, what I think, again, I think the best we could hope for is him being taken out in handcuffs, him being taken out. He's going to be forced to leave, you know, is that, like when by, security by like has marshals, to, like when security yeah. has to escort an incel from a building after they get fired. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a couple of <clears> marshals are going to have to go in there and be like, we got to take it. And they'll probably try to do it by cover of night. So here's the fantasy I have with Trump. He goes he goes back to New York. He obviously gets arrested. He gets well, yeah, indicted. He, people money. he gets indicted. All Might that. get a couple knuckles broken too. You never know with the fucking <laughs> with the mad. You I, know? I always thought that if if he wouldn't have become president, he would have been bobbing in the East River. <laughs> but he, uh, I think weirdly, he might become like a Ukraine citizen or something like well, that. That's why I, he'll uh, move uh, to Europe or I, something. I, I, I've got a, a friend who said, just let him go to Russia. You're just not allowed back in. You can yeah. do it. It's okay. You don't owe us anything. Just start go, a TV go channel. Go hang out with your friends. Start a TV channel. Make Edward Snowden your Anderson Cooper. <laughs> so, but but my, my fantasy is he gets indicted, convicted. Got to serve time. Got to serve time. And I just want to be uh, have like a large crowd of people as he is going into into the into the jail and yelling, "Lock him up, lock him up." I, I, I his campaign against Hillary was so fucking awful and horrific and tied into the fucking that damn cunt. I mean, it was so fucking sexist. And I just, mean, and, he should have just said cunt, you know? Oh, my God. I mean, his whole like his I mean, it's incredible. And to I mean, I, I again to vote for him. I mean, it's just it's it's really amazing. It's uh, well, I mean, you know, that's another thing, too, is I think another mistake people made is that I think there was this theory that. And I even, I think, said it a couple episodes ago that there was going to be this eye-opening, like, people who supported him were going to be like, oh, yeah, now that he's not the president, like, I admit he was bad. But it no. seems like there's doubling down oh, on they're, all. They're, they're, I mean, they're... they're, they're and uh, the logic seems to be, and this is so goddamn, I guess, Republican Party now, of, like, them even saying, 
don't even tell me the facts. This is a this is a th- a theft job. Yeah, yeah. Don't try and tell me your fake news facts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. He's also, poisoned. I think there are still some people. There's a still small contingent of people that thinks this is still an active election, and he's going to sue his way back to being president. Yeah. Well, I think that the, he'll flip the states that he lost, yeah. and then the two ones that are still active, he'll win. Yeah. No, I, I think that. Well, that'll. I mean, th- that's probably the thought process. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to work. And so, again, I've always. I think the good thing about that is hopefully that occupies his time so he can't do horrible things in his lame duck period. You know what I mean? So he couldn't do awful things. His foreign policy has been such a colossal fucking disaster. I mean, it is just... I have heard a couple people and even a couple Uber left people say that he has gotten some of the NATO countries to pay us a little more money, but the cost has been greater than uh, the benefit. Yeah. 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 It, they it, were it, like, he has gotten NATO countries to pay us a little more money, but that's still not like at what cost again, it is, you know, okay, fine. And, and, and us presidents have complained about that since Kennedy. And that NATO doesn't had, pay yeah, us enough money. Pay, and they're required to pay 2% of the GDP. Certain countries are. Uh, 2% of their GDP towards their defense that, you know, this country was picking up the tab on for, for a long time. Okay, okay, then if you're going to do that and say, okay, you got to pay more money, then you have to vociferously say to the world, NATO is strong. An attack on That's one of us word. is an attack on all of us. So you have to just, and you have to say, no, this is it. This And he didn't do that. He didn't do that. It's like the signal that that, that sends, it, it's not good. It's just not good to, to your allies. These are your traditional allies, but there is an element in the Republican Party. Newt Gingrich represented this, too. It's a very Southern kind of view of just like, you know, Europe is, you know, we, 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 we got away from it for a reason. We didn't want to get entangled in it. You know, it's like that, that isolationist streak was definitely part of his whole outlook and has been part of this country's outlook forever. It, it's so inward looking, you know, and, and he just that. So that relationship, those relationships uh, have really been strained and the mistrust is pretty huge. And it's just like. You know, that crap's got to be fucking healed up. And it's just I, like, I also wonder, and this is not going to be seven, it's Biden's 77 years old. You know, it's a, the job is takes energy. I wonder know? if and this is a far fetched theory, but if Trump was so embarrassing to the Republican Party that they kind of <clears throat> slightly rebrand, I'm not saying like there's going to certain issues that they just they'll always be pro like anti-abortion, yeah, low pro taxes, life, low yeah. taxes. That's not going anywhere. Yeah, that's the. But I'm rock. saying maybe there's going to be a collective like, let's all not be psychopaths for a little bit. I, I, like I don't like I think he's got a spell on it. I mean they've been afraid of him. I mean they, they, no one stood up. I mean he. He you think they showed him the wind of like, look how if you're just a fucking asshole and throw your power around, look what you can get done. Uh, and also they were afraid of him because they got to go back to their states where he's popular. So it's like, fuck, I, I got to follow this guy, I guess, because if I don't, I, my ass is going to be voted on. And I'll be replaced by. I mean, th- this is like a movement. I mean, they it, it, it's not going anywhere. I don't think I just it's just necessary that he had to be slain. He had to be slain and, and he had to be taken down. And it's just. You know, it's it's just good that this has happened because they're going to try to attack it legally. I don't know the grounds that they're going to have to actually stand on. We'll see how that how that plays out. You know, uh, he can't do it that way. Uh, it's just and just from a morale point of view, it's it's such a blatant power grab. You know, it's just it's gross, you know, so it, I don't know. I I'm, I also wonder if the Supreme Court will if this will even get to the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I don't I don't think it. 
there's a chance it doesn't happen. You know Got what I mean? Got a lot like of things not... on tap here for the second half. Oh, tombstone. We're at, about, we're at about 42 minutes. Tombstones, it, yeah. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we're through the topic. We've kind of covered the election. Well, you know, uh, I, I got to We also it. have taken two Crocious. I swear I've been taken. Uh, I've been taken with taken my ex-wife. is a movie that we've never seen. We've seen Taken. Absolutely. I uh, swear I've been taken. We also have uh, Beverly Hills Cop 1, I think, is on. Yeah. So we got a lot of things to think about here. I, I'd break. like to see Taken 2. Taken 2 has struck me. So Absolutely. That's definitely one of them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but with the election, one, one other thing, I just, the polling thing and the whole, I mean, it's just... We'll go I, out on Tombstone. I, I was hoping it's great. I love Tombstone. Great one. Uh, it, it is, you know, this Trump phenomenon ain't going away. It's just I don't know how it's going to remorph itself and how it's going to manifest itself. It's just like, you know, it. it <laughs> you, know, you know, Paul Paul Tom not Paul Thomas Anderson. Who was the guy? There was a comedian <laughs> in Chicago named. Uh, they said in the Tom- movie in the political film Magnolia. <laughs> The theory was bandied about. There was a comedian who who was in that 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 they had a, a joke a rock band. They were hilarious. Oh, rock star. Uh, and it, it was was it Paul Thomas? The Steel Dragon or something it was, like it was that. Paul yeah. Thomas. And they're hilarious. They had a couple of really funny songs. I've got two black friends. Oh no, no, one. you're talking about a uh, a uh, uh, fucking uh, fucking Lola Bellatro. Yeah, and yeah, and Paul the Thomas Chicago is in that. comedy band. Yeah, they're hilarious. They got really, they got really good songs. They're got a hilarious. song about naming a panda. <laughs> they got a song about being like like a modern day rock star. And like, their you know. look is all crazy. Like they wear eyeliner like metal people, but they dress country western. <laughs> and they sing like acousticy kind of music. It's all kinds of fucking shit at once. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. But but yet they're also musically pretty good. Oh yeah, they're pretty I mean, good. I mean, that's why a truly good joke band they have to be good musicians because if you're bad musicians, they ain't gonna work. But but your gimmick's not gonna work. But he he had a line about Republicans. He thinks like he thinks of the Republican Party. As I like would that. like to see a thing of how often that line's been used. What? Small town. Small town. Big problems. <laughs> I think it's been a lot. <laughs> But again, it's like the dog in the front yard of a house that has a chain around its neck that's just w- neck that that's that's worn out yeah. all of the grass in that circle. It's just this like you know, I mean, like there's. I think that's that's tone is still going to be there. I think. I, Here's I, the thing, though, Crow. You, you can know? shoot a dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're not going to kill I, any Republicans. I mean. When I I watched the Frontline Decision 2020 this week, leading up to it, Did you too. see they changed the title. At least on MSNBC, they changed it to "It's Usually a, uh, America Decides," uh, and now it's "America Has This." Like they've yeah. they've made it, yeah. they've changed it to like. Yep, they're put, yeah they're putting the narrative out. You know, they're they're trying to get the story with that. And I that, gotta say this too, and uh, as much I've never seen. As much as obvious as it is, I've never seen people cheer. I, whether whatever way you want to look at it, whether they're cheering f- for Trump losing or for yeah. Joe Biden, actual joy in the streets. I've never oh, seen yeah. that from an election result. Yeah. Well, in no way when Obama and you could won. just be cheering because you get to watch regular TV again. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I went to the farmers market. Yeah, it was packed. It it, it was packed. People were. Uh, People were fired up. You know, you know, I gotta say, we walked downtown today. We went to Target, picked up some stuff. Yeah, there's a bounce in the air. Yeah, people yeah, like, are nodding at each other. It's yep. kind of like after 9/11. It's yep. kind of like the day after 9/11. Well, except it, for it's, it's been a four-year 9/11. <laughs> I put on my Facebook page the end of Nightmare on Elm Street, where how the end of the first Nightmare on Elm Street, she wakes up. Yeah, 
it's a brand new day. Her mom is fucking not yeah. drunk. Her friends are all still alive. They sell it like the whole movie's been a nightmare. It's been real, but yeah. it's been a nightmare. Yeah. Like the whole battle with Freddy Krueger has taken place in yeah. her dream. Yeah, exactly. And then she gets in a car and the fucking... As they're driving away, the top comes down. And it's Freddy Krueger's... Freddy Krueger's sweater and her mom yeah. gets ripped through. And that was so on point to me because you have the happiness of Trump being done. Yeah. And then you have all of the uber liberal people who are just like, uh, it's still a racist country. You still benefit from it. You have to think of your, like of just the kind of like back to reality of like, don't be too happy. Freddy Krueger's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Like I thought the end of nightmare on Elm street one was a perfect analogy to the end of the Trump presidency. <laughs> like you're happy, but yeah. man, are there still problems? Oh yeah. yeah Cause I yeah. get the theory. Like I was like to piggyback off the earlier, like you're white, you can't have any concerns. Yeah. I understand that. Like I get it. Yeah. What, what, what just the whole, yeah, it, it is. And the whole, like, you know, Biden's not all roses. He's going to say, yeah. he's going to say fucked up shit yeah. along the way. Yeah. He is old, boy. When they show yeah. him uh, giving a speech, I mean, you look at him move and stuff, it's like, wow, he is. I mean, if this was two or three years, he was two or three years older, he, he wouldn't have been able to run. Yeah. I mean, he's, he is frail. You know, there's no doubt about it. I like Camilla. I, I think Kamala's And I also great, do man. think She's it is, great. there probably is a She's sense smart. of people on the left to just remind people that, because I think Trump did such a spell job of telling people like the Democrats are the puppet of the left. The Democrats are the puppet of the left to where I think people on the left had to be like, you know, the Democrats aren't progressive. Like this is yeah. not a win for progressives. Yeah. yeah. No, anyway, it's well, he, he knew Biden was the most difficult challenge he was going to have. And if COVID hadn't happened, he would have, he won. would have been reelected. Yes. He absolutely would have been reelected and it would have been gross and it would have been disgusting. COVID is going to save the Republic. Uh, and it's as, you know, rough of a thought as that is. I think it's going to save it because it's just the toxic. It is so toxic what he has done. I mean, the institutions that he has absolutely ripped down. There's one point I want to make, one final point politically. When he came in, he said, I'm going to take for every two regulate, every one regulation that's made by the bureaucracy. He's going to take one away. He'll take two away. Take two away. You know what the ratio ended up being? 22 to 1. He Ooh. took away 22 regulations for every one that was created. Now, for some people, they would say, oh, because well, they, they have this binary understanding of regulation. that somehow, oh, if you regulate the economy, it automatically is bad for the economy. The state gets too involved. It's automatically a bad thing. No, there are certain benefits that happen. I mean, I'm not saying regulation shouldn't be thought out. It's got to be very well thought out and markets change and dynamics hey, change. As long but, as you're not fucking with the restrictor plate on my hot rod. <laughs> I'm okay. I don't care. But 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 it is, I mean, it's been a, they just ripped down the administrative state. So uh, That is be, weird how niche some suburb people get because your town means so little to the world that I knew some people as kids who were like, my family's Republican because the Republicans will let you have a fucking open exhaust system on your fucking cars. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Democrats want you to fucking have a quiet pussy car. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean that, that that's that's part of that's part of the yeah. that, that that identity, you know, that it, it's it, it is just uh Also a final thing I was thinking and then we'll tail into this break here. Yeah. We're going to take a sure. commercial break. I was walking downtown and this is going to be, I think even people on the right have to behave themselves because they squawked so hard about how violent the protesters were on the left. 
that I feel like you can't just go out and do the same thing because Trump lost. I think there has to be a sense of like, well, we yeah. can't, you know, we didn't give them the benefit of the doubt. So no one's going to give us the benefit of the doubt that it's just peaceful protesting. Yeah, no, exactly. I, no, I hear like what you're my, my, my thought was like, let's see how peaceful these Trump fuckers get now when they want to protest. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And the yeah. left is saying that they're a bunch of psychopaths with guns. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I but, you know, I don't think they give a shit. And, and yeah. I don't, I, well, because I think they think we were they think people on the left were protesting for no reason. That like we're actually protesting a theft, something that was actually done. You were protesting the myth of racism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the illusion. It's just yeah, like, yeah. It's just ugh. I, uh, I, 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 I've been worried about that. I've been worried about is there going to be a violent response? I, I tend to think more of the the lone gunman type person as opposed to an organized like oh a militia of seven hundred fifty people th- going to DC I and just say we're going to fuck things up. I think it's going to be a lot of let's try and make them think we're going to be violent it's going to be a lot of just fucking with you over people that. Yeah. standing on the street with fucking guns yeah you might have people going to some liberal areas and fucking try and fucking scream trump in people's faces yeah. to yeah. And make them yeah so they can get video of liberals punching fucking militia yeah. people yeah there's yeah. going to be a little bit of that but i think I just think this week took it up, took a lot out of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- this <laughs> Emotionally, Trump clearly didn't sleep. Yeah. He yeah. was all fucking pilled out. You can him and fucking the young Trumps were just boofing lines all night <laughs> watching fucking election results roll in. When he was doing those post-election speeches, he was really like nodding, not off talking. Oh, 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 we went oh, yeah. yeah. Like yep. he was tired. Yeah. You could tell he was tired. Yep. Uh, he needs to stroke out. He needs oh, to stroke out. Uh, he, he he needs to go away because uh, he, his presence. It's. I mean, obviously the. Tr- I mean, the Trumps are gonna have, like Eric Trump. I'm sure is gonna like run in like 2024. I'm sure he will. You yeah. Know? Like they're gonna be like a legacy name now, like they're a political Kennedys. name. Yeah, exactly. They're the evil Kennedys. It's just like wow. They, well, they would Which claim sounds the like Kennedys a great evil. band. The yeah, evil well, Kennedys. We I mean the dead Kennedys, of course, but. <laughs> But no, yeah, I uh, we'll see how it works out. This is Tombstone. They're at the uh, they're at, they're at an annoyance. I remember they're I'm at getting, an annoyance theater show. I'm getting deja vu because we've watched this movie yes. on this podcast. Never with the video, but I remember on the podcast you breaking down this scene. Uh, yeah, well, that yeah. like because doesn't he smack his wife up a little bit here? No, no, doesn't no. someone get a smack in? The, the, they're watching a a, a tour because you know at one time Tombstone was the second largest city west of the Mississippi, like like in the 1880s yeah. and shit, yeah, 1870s. Uh, and so they would get like traveling theater and stuff. Got Ari so, Shafir there. So so they're going to see theater here. There's Mikey Manker. Yeah. You know, he, he's doing his role. And then you see this Kurt Russell. He, he, they're going to make their money. You see that, that that's Wyatt Earp. They're going to make their money in Tombstone because it was a big boom town. There's Billy Zane pre pre Titanic. Yeah, with hair. And, and, there, and there's <laughs> that, that's uh, what's his face from Beverly Hills. Not Jason Priestley trying to make his leap into major films. <laughs> So he plays a gay character in this. He's gay in '93 nice. in this movie, and he's like he falls he falls in love with uh, with Billy Zane, you know. And, yeah. and then like Powers Booth gives him shit, like, "Well, you think about that one." You see, he's falling in love with him. 
Well, he makes fun of him being gay. He doesn't call him. Like, oh, yeah. Well, you, why wouldn't you? It's you know, the fucking 1800s. It's he, Arizona. This is, this is like Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham running with the bullies. I want to be on the bully side. They accept. Me, oh, absolutely. You know, you know? Lindsey Graham would want to rob banks so bad. That bummed me out. Him. Like, I gave money to Harrison. I wanted to see Lindsey Graham go down. I those guys aren't like gonna, those are they're dying in office. You know? Yeah. He's either going to die of fucking old age or <laughs> homosexual repression. <laughs> You'll have a heart attack over. Again, this is like an annoyance show. Whenever you go to an annoyance show, it's very raucous. They were a raucous show. Oh, yeah. You know? All right. Well, we're going to ease into a commercial break yep. here. We'll be back. Yep. Absolutely. Keith Pazel's podcast. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. At Blue Cross Blue Shield, we've been protecting millions of people for over 75 years. It's what gives us the experience and understanding to help you find a plan that fits where you are today and where you'll be tomorrow. Get spring break styles for the entire family. Tees and tanks for just $5 and thousands of other amazing styles all on sale. Run to Old Navy. There are moments that define who we are, what we stand for, and where we're going. Made with pride, crafted with passion. Jeep Cherokee, find love again, right on the Gulf Coast. Beau Rivage, a feeling like no other. To succeed in our ever-changing, busy world, you've got to create your own brilliant website. Wix makes it simple. Create your website today. It's easy and it's free. Every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. Imagine waking up to the enticing aroma of bacon, sausage, fluffy eggs, and a whiff of delectable hash browns. Stop imagining. Get to McDonald's with a deluxe breakfast platter because nobody has ever woken up to the fresh smell of cereal. Good right now. Yeah, I agree. She's been taken. So he's figuring out that they're going to be taken. Yes. Well, probably. Yeah. I find her. There's heat on me. Old Dark Phoenix. And she was also she's in great. A, she's Femka Jansen. She is a very pretty woman. She's got a she's got a, a, a exotic name. She's a, she's Dutch. She was a Dutch model. She's six. Foot is she tall. Dutch? She's Dutch. Yeah. She's fully Americanized, but they kind of sound American anyway. They got a little flinger binger dinger to their voice. But. She was in a good episode of Next Generation that I just watched recently. Yeah, where she is, she's been bred. <laughs> such a male just to make fantasy. it official, Crow. I got to do this. Okay. You know, Welcome back. You know what one. game we got? We're watching Taken Taken Two. I'm keeping the Femka Jansen stuff in, but yeah, she you was just, to make it official. She was in an episode of a Next Generation where she was bred to uh, to be this mate of two warring planets, and she's and she's like been raised in this incredibly empathetic, loving sort of way, and she has this sort of pheromone <laughs> impact on men. That's great. She, and she wants to bond. She she wants to, she has to bond like with her, and she's whatever it, the Ferengi are involved. <laughs> Look at her swimming. You know, and also she, and I she, do. It was her, and she was like, I mean, she's like. Was a Superman. I was like, oh my God, she is a beautiful. They do carry over the theory that, like, I saved your hymen in the first one. You are still a virgin. Seriously? It's, I don't know. I've never really. I I thought maybe she was like hip and they just like, hey, she might have also let you know, freshman year and lost it, which is what most people do. Let's be honest. It's not like these sex traffickers don't have sex in between transitions, (laughs) you know? But yeah, they're not saints. Is this, I mean, is this Istanbul? Who knows, man? It's it's wherever the fuck it's taken. I just look at all of Eastern Europe as just crime. 
<laughs> like that's my interpretation of Eastern Europe. Wow. You know, it's which is so probably bad. It's probably a bad way to look at the world. It wouldn't be an episode of, of our of, of your podcast with me on it as your guest, which I always appreciate. You're the co-host. I'd be the co-host on this. Thank you. But I'm second fiddle to your production. Yeah, that's the <laughs> no. my production hosts this show. <laughs> but 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 it is um, uh, with taken. Give you a little backing. You know. Yeah, here we go with taken. I was I was onto something when I, I lost it. What did you? Yeah, yeah something remember. about these movies. What yeah, were you? yeah, that's okay. We'll oh no, I wasn't trying to interrupt you. No, no, it's all good, man. It's all good. You know. You want to? We want to go back to talking about how hot Femga Jansen is. She is. Uh, <clears throat> I just find her very pretty. Like yeah. she's like this is a pretty woman. By the way, last night when I got a couple of drinks at El Cid, you know, which I do on a Friday night, you know, outside. But, yeah, outside. Exactly. It was cool. Isn't uh, it kind of like a patio with a roof on it? Yeah. Exa- yeah. Exactly. They, they have. They have like no a, walls. They, no, they have walls, but then they have like a, like a cloth kind of like those those triangles you put in people's backyards, common yeah. to get the sun off of you. But they have like a restaurant there and a bar. It's actually it's it's decent, you know. And it's I, I drink like two or three. Because I know beers. they were doing a comedy show in there, and it got shut down for not being Absolutely. indoors. Absolutely. Well, I went to a couple of Martin Morrow had like one or two shows that I went to. He was gonna put me up, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> blame COVID. But yeah, but then they shut it down, you know. But uh, yeah, it. Uh, so I feel like we need to get into a little TV history here this week in TV history. Yeah, want to sure. get into that? Absolutely. Uh, let's see. I love the random radio shit. Hancock's half hour debut starring Tony Hancock and Sid James. What year was that? Fucking nineteen fifty four. This is British shit. Okay, <laughs> dude. Every time I open this up, there's a goddamn Barbara Streisand musical debut. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Boy, she was hot for a while. Apparently. I, you know. Let's see. Hunger Games. What a bad day. November 1st. November 2nd was an awful day in television. Just nothing happened. <laughs> well, At all. Well, election Day. Yeah. Election Day. This is the history of television on Election Day. November 3rd. Uh, 1956, Wizard of Oz is first televised. Do you wow. think they put that on to counter Election Day? Huh. No, I, I wonder. I wonder if it was done just like, oh, ha, you know, have your kids watch something. It's a pleasant thing to watch. You know, maybe it's. Uh, yeah. Maybe they're trying to suppress the vote. Too. 1978, first broadcast of Different Strokes on NBC. Uh, I was into that show immediately. Was into Different Strokes. I like Different Strokes a lot. I like different strokes. <clears throat> yeah, we watched an episode where fucking old fucking <laughs> Dudley gets diddled. Exactly. That 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 is. Yeah. He gets naked. I don't know if he was touched. Yeah, I remember that being like literally watching that and being squirming in my seat as a thirteen-year-old. I don't know if he was taken. Let's see what he's telling her. Your vagina's not safe. Oh, he says you're going to be taken again. For you too. No, he's going to be taken. There's a door. Go into the room and hide in the closet. You got that? Yes. Good. I'll call you. I mean, I think these are pretty well-written thrillers. What a stern voice. I love the stern voice moment, though. Dude, I got back to my train of thought. I saw, I finally, I had never seen it. I never saw Basic Instinct in my entire life until this week. I'd never seen Basic Instinct. I thought we watched that together. No, no. We would not watch Basic. We have not watched it. It has replaced Roadhouse as my all-time favorite bad movie. It is 
unbelievable. They say so, the word. They say they refer to sex as fucking a lot. Oh, absolutely, it. man. It's the first movie where they did that, where they used like porno language. Well, it was Joe S. Again, it was Joe Estrhaus and Verhoeven. Yeah, who was coming <clears throat> hot off a of fucking Total Recall. He's feeling his oats. Also, and, and Verhoeven they, they, didn't tell Sharon Stone he shot her vagina yeah, in exactly. this scene until she she goes. The first time she saw it was the movie premiere, and she slapped him in the face yeah, at the premiere. Absolutely, because he's a scumbag. You know, I mean, it's he also, did a RoboCop, dude. It, it, it literally got, ninety seconds in is a full on murder rape sex scene. It's, oh yeah, it's well amazing. he's the first scene isn't rape. It it's is not just rape. a murder. Yeah, yeah, it's a murder, but it's, it's rape a, is right, when when he, he and Michael the, uh, Douglas and the other cop. Yeah, they're like. <laughs> They used to have a. They might have even been married. They hint that they had a very serious relationship. Yes, absolutely. And then they're like arguing, and Michael Douglas just starts aggressively making out with her, and she's going, "No, don't. Yeah, don't." And at first, it's not even like an aggressive "No, don't." It's just like we can't do this anymore type yeah. of thing. Yeah, exactly. The type of yeah. "No" that if you were trying to hook up with your ex, and she was just yes, like, like, "No, we can't yeah. do this because then yep. we'll end up married again." Yeah, yeah. And then we'll just go through all of that. That type of no, you know. But he goes through it, and then they try and sell it, even in the movie, that he his dicking is so good that she becomes she starts liking it. Well, it is. I think they just try and save that they've just had Michael Douglas rape a girl. It, They're like, look, he's gonna rape her, but then eventually she's gonna like it. It, it is the way they refer to sex. It's a lot of yelling, yelling of lines, too. a lot of just loud yelling of like that was acting. Yeah, you're all gonna yell your line, you know. It's a, and so he says, I mean. There's a whole, the way they deal with homosexuality. It's like really, they go to a club and you know, Sharon Stone's got a lesbian lover. And she's oh yeah, beautiful, you know? and all the gay dudes are yeah. wearing like one leather belt. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah, yeah. it. It's, it's, it is. I looked up the Wikipedia on it because it, uh, the, the gay community's voice was so muted then. It, it, I mean, they were just like, this is not a good portrayal. And they just like everything <laughs> is sorted out through sex. Oh, like he goes into her house and there's a random dude and a random girl and they like greet each other on the way out and she's just like, what detective? Don't you fuck men and women well, too? Exactly. I mean, and it's all these lines. It's like we're digging every lines character introduction. When they leave. How do you know this person? We fucked in college. <laughs> yeah, there's all. <laughs> it's also well, they they did showgirls and you can see the showgirls in it. It's like oh my god, I see they perfected it with showgirls. But when you see it, it's you know how much money that movie made. Showgirls? No, no, not showgirls. You know, you know how much uh, basic insane. Basically, oh, hundreds of millions of dollars. Three hundred forty-nine million dollars. It was a mainstream success. Absolutely, and they, and they tried to portray it like <clears throat> you could tell they tried to make it like it, it ripped my dad, off. It that ripped was a, off a lot of Hitchcock. When my dad oh, rented so that bad. movie, it was a new release. Yeah, I remember that movie. His rotation was that movie, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, and like yeah. he liked Children of the Corn and shit like that. <laughs> the Hand That Rocks the Cradle. That was that weird thing in the early '90s too, where it was like. Uh, they would just have, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, just uh, themes like that. A lot of stalking themes, you know, single white female themes. They, they were tapping I've never in, seen that one. They, they were tapping into with the Fatal Fatal Attraction was the number one movie of 1987. We've and watched that, that, that on the show. psychological thing. They definitely were tapping into that for a good six to eight years after that, you know. Someone you can't trust. You met them in the ads, and now they're stalking you. Okay, like, here I we don't go. trust strangers. 1988, talk show host Geraldo Rivera's nose is broken as Roy Innes brawls with skinheads at TV taping. Do you remember that? I remember that being a... a, a, Yes, absolutely. I was in college, and that was very much like... 
this is the low that TV has become. You know, it's infotainment, not even realizing what was in store for the future and how it was going to be even more debased. You Dude. know, it was like because that, that, that was deemed like a real kind of yellow journalism thing. Why do you think Rivera still has a career? You know, because he got hit in the face. And he also the Al Capone thing. Oh, you know? that was an epic failure. Yeah, though. But, but it's but it, you remember him. <laughs> yeah. You know? I also I've been wanting to do this. I need to address the, the hat. I'm not going to become sock hat guy. I wore this because it was chilly and we walked downtown. And by the time I got home, I now have aggressive hat hair. Yeah. So yep. this is what you're getting. Yeah. I'm leaving the hat on. It's a until, look. It's a hip look. Certainly better. But than I feel like you know like when people like see in a certain look. look, they think like, oh well, this is his look now, and I just want to <laughs> his look cast that away. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, basic instinct is uh, is. It's the Esther House and Verhoeven, and, and you can see the big. I mean, they they hit a brick wall when they did show. What Girls. an autorish fucking name, Esther House oh, yeah, and yeah. Verhoeven. Well, I mean, Esther House wrote like uh, Flashdance, I think, in '83. Like he had he had a certain like you know gravitas. You know, we don't even Rolling write Stone. a script, man. But well, but it's all yeah. They say fuck a lot. Oh. That, I mean, there's a couple lines. That's one of the like, resolutions of the movie at the end when, like, right when. Because they ends up being he's investigating Sharon Stone because he thinks she's murdering motherfuckers. Exactly, and she's an author and writing about writing it. all these murder novels. And then, like, and then she thinks she's he's writing a book about it. And, and then there's him. a moment where they date, they try and date and bang and also have him solve this murder because he's just like, well, I don't think you did it anymore, so you can be my girlfriend. And then there's this moment where she hates him because he's like a fucking crazy cokehead who slaps yeah. slap rapes women. <laughs> Uh, and she goes, and he goes to her, and he goes, "You were the fuck of a lifetime." <laughs> oh yeah, the, the fuck of the century. Fuck of the century. Fuck of the century is said a good three or four times. That's one. Yeah, that, 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 that's like the what you talking about? You know, you're gonna write about that from in your different book. strokes. You're gonna write about my dick in your book. I mean, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna play the game with her." Oh, like, he's an he asshole. He tries to outmatch her. You know, he's yeah, he, definitely Verhoeven's version of like this is what a. <laughs> This is what every man wants to be, but can't. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't really want to be that. I don't, don't want to be rape just women. a total dick. And like, I want to hear mean, yes so many times before I have sex with yeah. women. <laughs> of course. I want to. I'd love to be. I love it being said during. That's always good. <laughs> yeah, that's when true. they approve during. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Approval. But good... <laughs> before, during and after is but, what you're going for. But <laughs> Well, totally shifting gears. So I'm glad I caught that. I'm glad I remembered that. Bringing yeah. Back, it's like, I, I haven't lost it all with the THC. So I went out last night, had a couple beers at El Cid, and was hit on by, by two old, like, old Latin women. Oh, there you go. Get in there, Crow. <laughs> yeah, one of them was, uh, she was El Salvador, and she's like, you're very cute. But Dude, she was see if they'll quarantine. her 50s. See if they'll quarantine for a couple weeks. Get them thirsty. I thought it was hilarious, but it, it was fun. I had a good time. Yeah, I just... There were literally seven people there. Look at this imagery. Oh, I know. You know it's like it, a goddamn fucking horror movie all but, of a sudden. But again, with Basic Instinct, and the final thing with that, the final thing, I should have said this before, yeah. is it is such a horrible, cheap, derivative Hitchcock. It, it is so much... Uh, 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 what was the one we Vertigo? It tried to be had like Vertigo elements to it. Oh, it's so. You know, I've never seen Vertigo. Uh, Vertigo <clears throat> uh, and, and uh, North by Northwest. I never then, got Hitchcock. I get it and I like it, but it's not again a perfect example of movies that I enjoy 
and they're creepy, but they don't scare me. Like yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. get why people call those horror movies. Yeah, yeah, they're or not suspense. Like they're yeah. suspenseful. Yeah, it's more of a. It's the a birds is pretty kind of terrifying. Oh yeah, there's some scenes in the birds. Like that still as work. it builds, you kind of do believe that like, oh, if there were this many birds in your fucking yeah. town, yeah, you'd stay inside. Yeah, you'd have a problem. Like, yeah, you're, you're dealing with some. Yeah, absolutely. But in a real town, these fucking fucking hard c-word fuckers <laughs> would just take out guns and start yeah, blasting be, these be, birds yeah, buckshot them. oh taking taking three to five out every shot it, that would be done by the evening <laughs> you'd have a lot of carcasses you know, absolutely, absolutely you know? and the women would be sweeping up birds for well, the rest also, hitchcock had weird woman issues like that that's one of the well he looked like a fucking ball of bread dough <laughs> of course he did and his whole like view of i guess he was very creepy with like a lot of the uh women the don't like when you talk to them with these lips and, and, and then there was stomach. the one with jimmy stewart where he's in, in the in the, the rear window and he has a, a broken leg is it rear window yeah rear window rear window i uh, had three movies in where they were good rear window then it went uh it went uh, uh vertigo, vertigo and then it went north by northwest then it went psycho do you know what i know yeah. here's how i know El- alfred hitchcock from nick at night they used to show alfred hitchcock presents which was his version yep. of the Twilight Zone. Exactly. <clears throat> he would host other people's suspense stories. Yep. So he'd come on TV and do, this next story is going to eat. Yeah. His little British fat lipped ass. Yeah, exactly. No, I remember. And it I remember started out it. with a silhouette of his fat yep. fucking body. Absolutely. Oh, no, he was a name. Like he was sort of a, he was deemed, yeah, he, he was a, a figure, you know, a pop culture figure, you know. And but like, that was definitely probably him being like, I don't have any more ideas. Yeah, I'll fucking, I'm going to get a good paycheck. I'll do this. some intros doing this. Yeah. I mean, they were showing it in the 1993 or whenever yeah. the fuck I watched it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So here's another random bit of interest for this week in TV history. November 3rd, 2019, last year. Election day, last or not election day. Wow. Isn't it just weird to think that you forget that it's every four years? Yeah, You're just like, yeah. oh, yeah, we did this last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always some sort of election. Yep. But who gives a fuck about those? Yeah, Which well, is really the problem, is that no one cares about the in-between elections. Yeah. The local ones just probably have more of an impact on your life, you know? Figuring out how the damn money is going to be distributed. So November 3rd, 2019, Olivia Newton-John's black leather outfit from the film Grease sells for $405,000 well, at an where, auction in Beverly Hills. What, what, when was this? What, what? Last year. 400 and what? 405000 I wonder who bought that. Some psychopath who sniffed it I, I afterwards. Mean, I mean, well, I Did it have her like, sweat droplets on it? Still, you, you know, Gene Siskel owned the white the white suit from Saturday Night Fever because he loved Saturday Night Fever. He thought he he really related to Saturday Night Fever, which, by the way, not a woke movie. Saturday Night Fever, <laughs> not a woke. Oh, movie. they probably say the f word. Oh, and they for say, gay and, people. And they, they say like spick and stuff. I mean, it's really racist. I mean, it's and it's and really I love how sexist. they counteract that with the not aggressive music of the Bee Gees. <laughs> the Bee Gees stink. <laughs> I, I have on my app, and and I I have a they're a guilty pleasure of mine. I I, like I can the Bee Gees. see that. One of my dad's crackheads. Because they're friends, hilarious, man. I told they're funny to me. I flat out told this to one of my dad's friends' faces. He's so goddamn racist and a asshole. Yeah. And all the time, say all this wild shit about fucking black people. And I would be like, dude, you can't. Hold on, I'm fixing this camera. He likes the Bee Gees. Like, he, yeah. I once heard him say the, the phrase, the Bee Gees rock. 
And I'm just like, dude, you can't think the Bee Gees rock and then also think black people smell funny. It doesn't correlate. You got to either be aggressive racist guy who listens to like skinhead punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you can't like the Bee Gees and hate black people. <laughs> exactly. Because the Bee Gees were disco. Disco was, a, I mean, I tell you what. Disco was definitely like a woke yeah. music of its time. It was definitely can't a woke be racist thing, you know? and have blood, sweat, and uh, tears. You would have people albums. on the dance floor. Like you have mixed, mixed, you know, clubs and stuff on the dance floor. That that was a new thing. What goes know? up <laughs> must come down. Is that Three Dog Night? Yeah. Yeah, that was that kind of they they were. Comp- Competitive with Chicago. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. I love that song. I'm talking about my black friend. Cause they got big lips like a frog, but I don't want to be a racist. Yeah, it it was a. uh, That's a good song, by the way. Being a kid in the 70s. What a fucking. Good music. Oh, yeah. It was. Listen, there was an awakening going on. I had good. I had Nirvana in my lifetime. I feel like I was a woke child enough to consciously like Nirvana as a kid. Yeah, absolutely. That throw that threw my friends off. I got a couple of my friends in Nirvana, but I remember that was like boring to my of age friends, like how into like current music I was. Like all my friends listened to Weird Al Yankovic and shit. Oh yeah, which I like, but I'm just like, what the fuck? Like yeah. Put yeah. on a Soundgarden album, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, do you know what good <laughs> shit there is out there? Absolutely. That was the time. That was the time of my youth. You know? I remember the silliest I got as a kid was the song Detachable Penis by King. I forget who sings it. But it's this, ba- the the chorus is Detachable Penis. And the song's about this guy who's got a detachable dick and he loses it. <clears throat> so it's him just being like, I woke up in the morning. It's one of those songs where you talk, sing it. I woke up in the morning and I didn't oh, have yeah, my penis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I looked in the medicine cabinet, but it wasn't there. And then the chorus is detachable penis. And they got this fucking, <laughs> I'll play it after. Maybe yeah, you, you got into that. That, that, that was a good oh, yeah. song. For but you. that was Weird Al for me. Like my friends would play Weird Al and I'd yeah. be like, this is fucking God. lame. God. What are you guys, seven? Oh, yeah, we're seven. Th- that whole hipster like of Weird Al is just annoying. Well, older I even get it because even those songs, if you listen to the lyrics, they're more sophisticated. Ooh, they, what a CGI'd explosion. Yeah, but they, you know, they don't blow up cars in movies anymore. They used to yeah. actually blow a car yeah, up. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure it's expensive. Probably an insurance risk. That's probably a choice you got to make when you're financing a movie. Oh, okay. Dude. If we got to CGI this one, you know, we can save. Well, some they money used to pay there. fucking pill addicts fucking minimum wage to just build them a fleet of jump cut ca- junk cars that they were gonna blow up. <laughs> like back in the seventies and shit. Even yeah, in the nineties, my yeah. shop teacher got paid to make vehicles for movies. Wow, that'd fucking, be kind of a cool. Fucking gig. killed himself by smoking himself out with exhaust. Oh, oh Mr. Really? Sawinski, dude. Why he offed himself? Yeah. Wow. So he was awesome, wow. dude. He, I got to high school. Everyone loved him. He basically treated you like an adult. Like if you were high in class, he would just make fun of you. He wouldn't get you in trouble. Yeah. Like I remember part of the class was if something was wrong with your car, he'd let you bring it in and we'd fix it for free. Ugh. Like he'd make it a part of the class. But yeah. the part of the yeah. deal was like, it's a, it's the lesson now. But like if you pay for the parts, bring it in here, we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Teaching you a skill, and you bring your car in, and he'd open up the door, and he would be like, "Smells like, smells like pine in here," (laughs) you know. Or you'd come into class, and he would be like, "Why look at Paisel's all pie-eyed over here? Why are you so pie-eyed, Paisel?" (laughs) But he just didn't care. Yeah, yeah. he was also banging one of the like high-up superintendents of the school. Wow. 
And he ended up offing himself. Well, and also why I loved him. So shop class, he taught me auto body. I took auto body and fender. Yeah. So he taught me how wow. to paint a car. What you told me was like riding a bike. He was like, you will never forget. Like how to Grease, do this. like the movie Grease. This is, this is a what subtext. What am I getting Grease lately? <laughs> you were a shop kid. You know? you know, oh, so yeah. This is good. This I love the smell of honestly, exhaust. Honestly, <clears throat> this is a good thing. I had a, a long new- goatee. Dude, it was totally fucking, probably wore a similar hat. <laughs> Exactly. Get my my jinkos peeping out the bottom <laughs> of a fucking car. No, that 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 was so you liked him though. He was a good teacher. Oh, he was great, and he yeah. was he was yeah he was the shit. My mom liked him. All the teachers liked him. A little bit probably would have been a Trump supporter, kind of right wing. Yeah. Called yeah. people fag all the time. Yeah, yeah. I remember we went to World of Wheels. We took three cars to World of Wheels. So this is I'm getting into why he made cars for movies. Yeah. He made a spaceship for one of the early Bond movies, like the first Daniel Craig Bond. Wow. <clears throat> he made uh, or the last Pierce Brosnan one, which either one of those. Huh. Uh, he made uh, c- cop cars for the movie Barbershop, which I repainted after. Huh. Okay. Okay. Um, no, I painted cars for the second one, but he had to deal with the first one. He painted. Wow, he, he had a good little business. He had going. a. You know the. Do you know the movie Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Oh yeah, absolutely. Do you know the, when the scene where they hit a cow? Yes, absolutely. I yes. fixed that car. Whoa! After I, they I, did, I literally that. just saw that scene. I'm not lying. Like three days ago, so when they pick up Machine Gun Kelly and he's he obviously took that car blood. into the shop. He it was fucked up. Yeah, because they really they banged. Like I'm getting <sighs> back to the point where they really banged it up. They didn't hit yeah. a cow, but they really crashed it into something to yeah. simulate what would happen. Yeah. And we <clears throat> every year in auto shop, you take cars to World of Wheels. The the over the year project was you would bring in a destroyed car, like yeah. almost on its frame, and you would fix it and bring it to the World of Wheels competition. Yeah. And we took three cars, and one of them was the Oh Brother Where Art Thou car, and we won first place for it. Of like wow. we we got it looking awesome. Well, I mean that was like that was like a '30s car or something, right? Was it like yeah. a 19th? Yeah. Good so he's you, making man. good auto shop money. He's making this movie car money, and then I graduate high school. Oh, he used to also uh, hire us in the summer to come over to his house and fix up cars. Oh, he left, and me and my buddy David smoked weed in his garage, and he smelt it when he came back. He paid you all shadily. He had this book of like, you know, the book of checks that they yeah, sell. Yeah, 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 exactly. The long the ledger, ass the fucking ledger. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he paid us like $250 to do hard labor, which at the time he probably was so underpaying yeah, us. But we yeah. were like, Jesus, we're fucking 17. Yeah, absolutely. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, absolutely. Had two kids. But uh, he got caught banging the superintendent, which was hurdle number one. Ooh. And then I guess... Uh, his wife left him, who his wife used to be Blaze in American Gladiators. Holy shit. Like a swole-ass white lady. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I guess she took the kids away oh. and wouldn't let him see the kids. And then I guess he fucking sat in one of his hot rods, shut his fucking garage, and fucking that was it for fucking wow. Steve Sawinski. Wow. That's sad. Oh, I felt bad. He was yeah. a good guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, oh, but the World of Wheels thing. So at World of Wheels. <laughs> yes. Uh, we had our cars out and we didn't have like a display. All the yeah. people had like this cool display. Yeah. yeah. And I remember he goes, have Keith make it. And I was like, why? And he goes, you're an art fag. You're one of those art fags. You're, you'll do it. <laughs> and I remember at the time not even being offended, but being like, oh, no. Like, because it was because my mom's an art teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, it skipped it. Like, I'm not good. <laughs> like, and yeah, he, yeah. but he was one of those guys, like one of those, uh, just do it guys where if you needed to fucking do like let's say 
an engine block was about to fall off and like, hey, grab that engine, grab that engine before yeah. it falls. Yeah. Like it wasn't about can you do it? Get it. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Do, that's a big auto body thing of like whatever needs to be done. Do it. Yeah. Like it's not about can you. Yeah. This has yeah. to happen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's the attitude he took with me of just like, but like not that, but he yeah. was just like, you're an art fag. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I made a decent sign. <laughs> I did it slow, and he yeah. was making fun of me for going slow. He was one of those people that would give you shit like you were failing at something, but it was only because to kind of try and get you to do better. Yeah, like yeah, once yeah, you did yeah. it, he would just be like, oh, that looks good. Like, yeah. But along the way, there he would just be like... There was an intention behind that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or even like I remember one time uh, part of a project in class was I had he took a motorcycle gas tank... And he hit it a bunch of times with a hammer. And then he was like, make it smooth. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And I kept bringing it back to him. And part of the grade was like, make it smooth with using as little Bondo as possible. Because you can just grind it out. Yeah. Fill every dent with a fucking eight inches of Bondo. Yeah. Yeah. And sand. But you can see that shit. The shine's different on the paint. Like, the key is you have to get like... You get these needles in there, and then you, and you screw a thing. You, and pull, you pull it out. It, yeah, yeah, you got to jerk it out. Exactly. Uh, and yeah. then there's a. Yep. You have to start from the edge. It's so some bit meticulous and slow. You yep. have to do a rim, and then like go an inch, an eighth of an inch up, and pop that rim out. Go yep. an eighth of an inch up, pop that rim out. Then you have to saw off the fucking tacks that you welded into the dent. Yeah. And smooth that out, and fucking it took. Yeah. It took like a whole week of class. Yeah. Uh, good for you. And though. I remember I brought it to him. I thought I did so well. And he like screamed at me because there was still like I said, like he was he really was an asshole about how shoddy I made this thing. Yeah. But yeah. he may I really I fucking he made me take out like sand away all the Bondo sand away all this bullshit and pull it out. Yeah. The yeah. fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hey. <laughs> Those shop teachers. He also said the N word a couple times. Yeah. Like he would say N rig a lot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cunt hair. He would use the phrase cunt hair. Yeah. Bring yeah. it back, cunt hair. <laughs> yeah, I remember those industrial arts guys. Or he would a, say it by town. I remember man. one time we needed a wrench for something, and I was like, "Here, let me just grab these pliers. We just need to twist something off." And he was like, "This ain't Ford Heights, Keith." He would <laughs> really? say that. Yeah. yeah. Like implied statements. Yeah. yeah, yeah like exactly. we don't do that here. Go Man. get the proper tool. Yeah. Like a white person. He killed himself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, killed himself. Yeah. That is, uh, that's, that's a I felt story. really bad. That bummed me out. Like my mom, she was like, you remember Mr. Sawinski? And I'm just like, yeah, he fucking killed himself. And I would just be wow. like, wow. Wow. Yeah. God. Yeah. That crazy stories. I wonder what happened to some of those folks I went to high school with. It's been so long. Yeah. I think this whole experience. There's a the couple co- kids I went to elementary school with that I'm like, I think he might be a legit clan member now yeah (laughs) yeah you know i i wonder about i mean some of the people eau claire you you sent me the text eau claire went voted it's surrounded by red is it eau claire county is it like its own county uh yeah there's eau claire county and then there's yeah and then then there's the the town of eau claire inside of it yeah exactly eau claire eau claire and you you do it's got a university there that has like twelve thousand students it's spelled of that even the eau but it's so pronounced because it it makes you like you read it and you're like Eau Claire. It's, it's, Ew. <laughs> I'm hearing Eau Claire. Eau Claire. It's Eau Claire. <laughs> I, it took me a long time. I couldn't spell it right initially. When you would say it to me before I saw it, yeah. I thought, oh, apostrophe Claire. Yeah, no, it's 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 <clears throat> And then E-A-U. I drove 
clear water. You have to it's drive French. past it to get to Minneapolis on the bus. Absolutely. And I was like, wait, what's EU, EU, EU Claire? Is exactly. that like where Crocious is from? Yes. Absolutely. And then I heard the bus say it and I was like, oh, it's spelled all fucked up and, and blockhead. Yeah, yeah I, I could. It's all spell Norwegian. It. It's part of the. It's no, very, it's French. It's French. Is it? Yeah. It's clear water. Claire. Claire is clear and O is, is water. Claire. Yeah. It means the bread. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, it, it's, yeah, it, it is. Uh, but they went for Biden, you know, that, which is interesting. Yeah. You know, that that area actually is uh, because of the university there. It's got a little bit more on the ball. There's a little bit more intelligence there. But boy, you, I mean, I remember there was one gay bar in my hometown, one gay bar uh, called Maggie's. Where I knew I knew guys told me they would go over there. And, you know and that they wanted guy. to throw they, an F in there. They, oh, exactly. Of course, that was the joke. It's Maggie's. Uh, but really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh God, that was the joke. Of course, of course, I said it. It was 1986. I was seven. I didn't ask if I didn't call you out. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'm not. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I, I said it. What the fuck? <laughs> of course, all getting, yeah. of course, I said it. It was 1982. That's <laughs> what you did. But I remember people telling me like, "Yeah, man, I went over there. And I went like beating gay guys. The like, gay bashing went on, man, which is like so fucking. Like, it's just so bad. It's so fucking bad, dude. And and, and it was redneck. I mean, that area was redneck. I love how in ni- oh, so in 1914, Vogue holds the first model show, huh. and it was called the Fashion Fate. That's when you know it was in the antiquated times. They called shit a fate. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. What a uh, what an interesting development in, in our in our species. You know what I mean? Where like like fashion stuff became a. Uh, you know, I don't know. It became yeah. a thing. You know Twiggy. what I mean? It became an industry. You know, it became a a, a, symptom, a sign of wealth, I think. Very much a, a byproduct of having wealth. Look at what we, we can do with this wealth. It is interesting how and, I think because November, the week of November 3rd is so tied to the, election. the presidential election that not a lot. They probably on purpose, whether it's every four years or not, schedule not a lot of TV shit to happen during this time. Yeah, because it's going to be dominated by that for a good couple of days. Because it doesn't seem you know? like even I'm going down it and it's just like not a lot. Like the Nat King Cold show debuted. Like who gives a fuck? Nat King Cold. Slapped when was his that daughter show? a little when bit. was that? 56. God. The yeah. first variety program to be hosted by an African-American. But he was really just setting the game up for fucking Flip Wilson to uh, ride away with the title. I would like to of watch the it. best host <laughs> being a black man. I uh, I would like to watch an episode of that. I bet you his personality was so subdued. You know, I bet you they just were like, you have got to just be. Let me see way. if you remember this. We got a television premiere, 1985 CBS premiere of the TV made Lucille Ball drama Stone Pillow. Oh, 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 where she, she played a homeless lady. She was a homeless. <laughs> she was a bag lady. You know, was, hey, you know, honey. Uh, and and she, <laughs> yeah, she's a she's a she's a homeless lady. And that was that was like her stretching out. You know what I mean? She was stretching out and doing some acting with that, you know. And she, That's and she, great. She shows another bag lady the ropes. There's, there's sexual assault as part of it, which is like really. Well, rough. yeah, you slap a fucking homeless uh, person around, Crow. Don't you know? It. I mean, God, it's just so fucking. Sad. You don't just let them be there all homeless. You know, I, I know that guy, the beard right there. It's Josh Cheney, comic Josh Cheney. Where? In this, this, oh, this, in this, this movie, clog, this clog, clogging commercial right there with a the beard. Oh yeah, dude, uh, this he, is where you want to be. Yeah, you know. I would like. This podcast to net me as much money as these commercial yeah, fuckers fuck, that get. That would be amazing. Jeez, it would be a good little revenue source. But yeah. You know, speaking of that, subscribe to the channel if you would like what exactly. we're doing right now. But I also watched, I was saying this before, I watched Goldfinger. Because <laughs> Connery just died, so they're showing all the Here bombs. we go. God damn it. Look how things yeah. light up. This week, 1973, Man with the Golden Gun starring Roger Moore <sighs> begins filming. 
begins <sighs> filming. Also in 90, Arsenio Hall got a Hollywood Walk of Fame star. Wow. Those two things back to back. Just the fact that they make James Bond movies so often. Arsenio Hall is on the Walk of Fame. <laughs> Anything's possible in Hollywood, guys. Yeah. <clears throat> Arsenio Arsenio Hall from his three year that that's his coming to America. That's my entry. Meet the I press my... debuted this week in 1947. Ralph Fiennes, fucking the English Patient, debuted yeah. in '96. Yeah, I'm sure you had a bit about that. No, I I, I didn't. It was too long, long winded, dull. Dude, Belky from fucking uh from Perfect Strangers is in the English Patient. Holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh. And then this is also Harry Potter era, so for the next fucking seven seven weeks, you're going to have the debut of a Harry Potter movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when did the first one debut? I, I never watched the Ninety. Was, I think 2000. Was it, was it, oh, was it that long ago? Yeah. Because I was shit. like, you, I, mean, I remember I was young enough to where a couple of my friends legitimately went, to went and enjoyed it. Like, not even ironically. Like, I remember my friend Wesley, I immediately saw the sign and started making fun of it. And he was like, oh, no, my parents took me to that last week. It's actually really good. Oh, and I still didn't buy it for, like, two years. Yeah. Uh, 1874, first cartoon depicting elephant as Republican Party symbol. Huh. That's fun. And they've stuck with it every time. See, that's when you know politics is so goddamn stale. Like, you haven't changed the logo <laughs> I know, it's just once. 1874. God damn. <laughs> Even baseball teams change it up. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Also, let's be honest, the Oakland Athletic has killed the, the elephant logo. <laughs> that, 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 was their, uh, that, that was their thing for the... Uh, I think when they were in uh, Philly, they did that. That was a homage to uh, something Connie Mack did, I believe. What, the elephant? Yeah. Didn't he think it was like the fiercest fucking thing known to man or something like that? Who knows? You don't want to get trampled by an elephant. Like, weird, like, the 19th century still has influence or something. It's crazy in the jungle. There's this book called, you know, by Joseph Conrad, you know, called The Jungle. Yeah. uh, Oh, wait, yeah. Heart of Darkness. Election of Interest, 1966. Ronald Reagan because governor of California. Uh, that that was the true beginning of the rightward shift. That the, they really when they when they got the governorship in California, that was a big deal. He beat an incumbent, Pat Brown, who was a hardcore like Democrat, like you know, New Deal type guy, and he beat him. And, and they cut taxes. You know, and he was the governor for eight years. He was, and, and then and then he had obviously national ambitions and. Uh, he was refined in California, you know, he, and he was telegenic. He understood the medium of television, which is why Trump's presidency is such a bizarre bastardization. Well, it's no Reagan. more crocious. It's non-existent. Well, yeah. vote him out. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> yeah, the people were happy out here. There was genuine celebration on the streets. Yeah. I didn't hear it so much here. There's some stuff going on downtown, but oh, I'm sure where you live up there yeah, in fucking yeah. hip, the hipster hills, yeah, there were yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, absolutely. there was sex going on in the streets. Uh, it, it was uh, just women running around with their hairy bushes flying in the fucking wind. I, I had the uh, I had my window open, <clears throat> and and it was uh, I heard horns honking, uh, and I maybe I slept till what nine thirty, kind of late for me. And uh, and I I heard the horns. I was like, oh, Biden won. He's he's declared that he's. You know, he's this kind of has a World War Two vibe to it. What this so like they got him running through like worn torn villages and shit. What the, the, you know, they I kind of you know I think that I do in, like they're it. in Istanbul. It's got it gets there's an uh, 
We're looking at me burritos. They're you know? eating Mexican food. Yeah, I mean, this, there's an aesthetic to it. I'm know? interrupting your falafel. You know? <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I love Middle Eastern food. My favorite food. It's very good. It's Middle Eastern food. It's filling, yet it's also not like fattening. You know, I like Indian great. food, too. Yeah, yeah, I like Indian food. I, I, it's grown on me. I used to not like it that much. I didn't find a lot of good Indian restaurants in Chicago. I didn't, I didn't know the right ones to go to. Like up on a Devon, a Viceroy, Viceroy of India I went to. And I, God I damn, I would love to be a part of a country that has a political position called Viceroy. Well, that, that, that's that, like Star Wars. That, that, that's what the uh, British, basically, prime minister of, of India was called. He was the Viceroy, you know. They administered, the British administered India with 500 people. You know, they took, I mean, that colonization, what a, I mean... The racism in that is just they get a little dropping. woker in this movie because they make her a part. She's like doing stuff with him. Oh, oh, she's wait, not wait, wait. just. Well, no, she she's she's responsible for getting them. See, they've been kidnapped and she has to go get them. I'm not just a set of tits and a fully intact hymen, <laughs> Dad. I could do stuff. Let me be a CIA fully person. <laughs> yep. Unpopped. Man. At the end of this movie, I'm going to save you and your mother. And I'm going to select a boyfriend from you. <laughs> and he, like the Great Wall of Britain, the can Great take Wall down of Britain, <laughs> your hymen. What is, uh, yeah, he's Irish, right? I, I, yeah, he hunts down Africans in the oh, street. Oh, they're, they're watching some, here we go. They're watching, so we watch the foot soccer. He's in a, he's in a, the catacombs of Istanbul. Oh, yeah. He's walking those yeah. tattered. They're por- all going to get tuned up right now. They got tattered poor Butter. person. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's going to, it's going to happen. I swear you take me again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so upset when so, you take me because I've been taken again. I guess we could roll out, ease out on this. I tell you what, these fight sequences, just want to say, the oh, yeah. modern movies, these fight sequences. Very well put together. They are, the choreograph is, and the editing is very That's good. That's a thing I will fight. give old fight movies. Like if you watch shit like the Manchurian Candidate. Yeah. <laughs> whenever they have to fight, it's always just kind of like throat chops <laughs> and, sh- <laughs> and shit like that. watching Star Trek in the 60s. It's yeah. hilarious, you know? They like do really like front kicks. They'll just like front kick someone and he'll, they'll kick one guy into like an entire crew of people. If you watch Goldfinger, I read the Wikipedia of Goldfinger, there is a, a, a fight sequence where he has to beat up a prison guard that they actually talk about that being a very much a breakthrough fight sequence for movies. And when I watched it last night, I was like, this actually is okay for a 1964 fight sequence. Like, there was a certain tension to it. Like it was a good, good struggle that was going on. He has to fight Odd Job, who's the Korean mute. Yeah. <laughs> I was always Odd Job. Wrestling. In the N64 GoldenEye video game, I was Odd Job every rip, dude. You throw your hat. And yeah. it like fucking boomerangs at yeah, people. Yeah, you take the limbs off and shit. And oh, that, dude, and yeah. Oddjob was a big thick guy. He could take some shit. Oh, absolutely. Oddjob was the guy you were when you were playing because they had a, a rampage mode where you and a bunch of people could like yeah. go through a level and just take out the do the objective. Yeah. yeah. And if you sucked at the game, you were Oddjob because Oddjob could take a could take a lot of power. And then you could just stand back and fling your hat at people. You were like cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like the fat kid who couldn't play sports, <laughs> but like we got to let him play. You're yeah, the you're it, the offensive line. It, it was all of the dimensions of it. It was all it was it was the bond. Like they perfected the story that they still do to this day. It's crazy. Odd and, job. And his whole like when he brings all the I, I, I know it's the early the, fat reject odd job. You know, yeah. Crow. I felt so good when I graduated to. From being the offensive line to you can play tight end. 
Really? Like, you're not so fat that we, we think of you as a wall and you're just going to stand in front of the quarterback yeah. while he throws the ball to now you're fat, but like we think you can run eight yards. That's what when I played football, I played football for one year and they made me a DN tight end because they saw my body type kind of tall and rangy. Yeah. You know, and so they, 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 they made me a DN They were just tight like, end. look, if this kid is good. You see that mullet flying through the wind as he's sacking a quarterback. Now, I had to bring the plays in. They trusted did your mullet with the come plays. out the back of your helmet? Um, did you well, have I had long, long hair. Yeah, I had long hair. Yeah, feathered. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was oh, part that's of the so middle. Great. Part of the middle, absolutely. You know, I, I should find small pictures. Oh, know? that's so fantastic. Yeah. How big were your glasses? Big frame. I, like... I actually didn't have glasses back then. No I, shit. I, I didn't have glasses. I, I I had to get glasses later in my life. My eyes got worse. I had pretty good vision back then. That's so. what seeing the truth gets you guys. I know. <laughs> you squint when you. So yeah, I'm. I guess I'm in decompression. You know, for a lot of different things. I think with the the election, uh, I'll be curious to see how the legal stuff goes. I am. Uh, I'm just happy that they've gotten out ahead of the story. So I think the the legal challenges I don't think are going to hold a lot of water. Well, one of the big stories that got buried is it's not very good. This but... Nixium cult got popped finally well wow. they, they got busted do you know about the nixium cult uh, yeah g- give me the background so this a uh, thing it's it's uh it's a show on hbo called the vow and what the cult is is it's this it's like a cult within a pyramid scheme so the initial thing is called nixium and it starts out as just these weird business seminars that they make you pay for yeah like es like fucking yeah. fucking intellectual system it's like this guy who invented this technology it's like a system of dealing with life yeah and you spend fifteen thousand dollars you take his seminar he teaches you how to be better at any career you have you if you want to be a better public speaker a better board executive which on its face shit like that isn't necessarily terrible of course not as long as you're not charging too much for it uh, you, this is my cult. You realize what you're talking about, right? Really? Now. Oh, absolutely. This is their. This is how they pawn themselves off. So here, so here's what I'm a, founding an initial success in 1998. Ranieri, this guy's name is fellow Keith Keith Ranieri, uh, started uh, Nixium, a personal development company yep. offering executive success programs, a range of techniques for self improvement. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Ranieri claimed that the program's main emphasis is to have people experience more joy in their lives. Uh, <clears throat> during Nixium, yeah, that's another way they get you. They butter the knife with that. During well, Nixium, why are you going to give me that? During yeah. Nixium seminar, students were expected to call Ranieri and Saltzman Vanguard and Prefect, respectively. Oh my God! Um, so it starts out just as that. Yeah. So the, 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 there's that that language. There's a nomenclature that kind of comes with it that kind of separates you. You know, like we speak in a different way, so you and I have something in common because our language is different. And they would latch on to like. People that were doing, it seemed like their MO was let's get people that are doing well in life, but still want more. Exactly. No, and, and that was one of the things like the, the guy who ran this place, the school for exceptional living, he would get hired by executives and he'd go on their private jets when they had to like close some deal and like whatever they had to fly to New York and shit. And he would like, you know, fire them up for the meeting for a good hour and a half in the flight. And what do you got this? You know, and like, okay, you got this covered you know, and like getting them ready for the meeting, you know, cause it was like such an intense experience for them. And it's just like, I mean, you can make money on that, but it's also an odd way to make a living. It's an odd way to make it. It's such a symptom of our capital. So they start getting society. in 
actors, like Canadian actors, people in like CW shows. The main chick that one of the second in command people was the lady from that show Smallville I, I watch. Huh. She played yeah. Chloe Sullivan. She was wow. Allison Mack. She's like the second. She is also going to jail for a little bit. Whoa. But she kind of dropped dime on this on the, yeah. these main two people. So it's these ESP programs. And then uh, he gets the Seagram heiresses to join. Ooh. The dude who owns Seagram, his daughters Ooh. were like. There's some money there. They were basically investing money for this guy with the fucking Seagram's Ooh. heirs money. And Uh-oh. then he was using it to like fund. Uh-oh. Yeah, like private jets and shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm uh, sure they it's... had a headquarters in Albany, New York, and he. You can watch on the documentary. On the documentary, you have these videos where he would just fucking analyze people of like, you know, why do you need to be artistic to be successful? He would try and pick apart like he would figure out what you love to do and try and basically tell you like. Here's why what you love is bad for you. Yeah. And once you realize what the things you love are also kind of bad for you, you're free. Yeah, it's there was uh, a lot of shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I never it never got to that point. You know, the group that I was part of, it was a weird way to do group therapy. You had to have assignments in the group to get through certain phases they thought you were at in your life, you know, yeah. emotionally. It's very a let it all hang out. Whatever thoughts on your mind, just fucking say it. Like all of your judgments, and it was just like this is not healthy. And then this they, is just not. Oh healthy. yeah, it's not, that, see, but that's you know? when you know you don't have the brain for like you're out before however many weeks or days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They say yeah. continuous seminars like this. If you do like, oh, you're here for a week. It's twelve grand. You spend a week here. Yeah. They say usually by the third day. If they do their indoctrinating right, you have like a breakthrough moment where like for the first couple of days, everyone thinks it's kind of weird of like, yeah. you know, we're all barefoot. We're all hugging yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah. We're fucking, but then by the third day, they get you to cry about something. Oh, and yeah. And you're in. You're just like, oh, my God, this was so worth it. And yeah. then they got you. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's. And then in this thing, they had weird graduating systems like you get these colored scarfs uh-huh. to like. And like even they were they were like you'd think that you'd think it's silly, but once they got you, they really you'd want these scarves. Oh, absolutely! But then they would say like, well, to get here, you also have to pay for more classes. Well, exactly. So you're yeah. you're like you're basically living off this cult money because they're flying you around in private jets. You're yeah. running schools, but then also to stay in the cult, you have to keep putting money into it, and that's the pyramid scheme part of it. Because it's all coming back to this Keith Raniere yeah, guy. Yeah, He's yeah. getting all of it. Yeah. Then it devolves into he but, creates, they create this group for guys of like, we need to remind the men that like men are protectors and like we teach people how to be better protectors, better men. And then they create a female yeah. version called the vow. And yeah. that's the actual thing that got caught. Like that's what got busted up. And it was basically... Keith Raniere and Allison Mack created this slave master system where he was, she had to ask him to like, I'm going to eat a sandwich master. Is that okay? Cause this Keith Raniere dude, a part of his MO too was he wanted, he would make women lose like crazy amounts of weight. Like, you know, yeah. if you just, they would like calorie count, like I eat 32 calories for breakfast and shit yeah. like that. So everything like, can I go to sleep now? Can I eat now? Can yeah. I do this master? And you have to get permission to do everything. And they try and sell it as like, well, it's not real. It's just an exercise. Yeah. Like, this is just a test. Yeah. That didn't happen. And they would make was, you, yeah. they would make you do like, uh, 
like collateral, like to be my slave, send me a picture of your tits so I know you're not going to tell uh, anybody that we're yeah, doing this. Th- when it becomes a sex, I wonder about that if that happened in my because that was that because some people would be like, well, I don't have anything incriminating to send you, so they would be like, well, make a sex tape real quick, and like just create something incriminating. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I, I. So then that yeah. got big to where Allison Mack got five other slaves, and it was just women. And then those five slaves would get slaves, and then those slaves would get slaves, and then they were all just banging each other. And they eventually got arrested in Mexico, just at a fuck party, all fucking each other. They literally got busted naked. Wow. Uh, he got 120 years in jail, and his quote was, "I don't regret a second of it." Wow. Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, what a weird hostile defiance. That is a pussy pyramid scheme. Yeah, I'm telling you, it, it, you know, the place that I w- went to, I have no idea if stuff like that happened. Uh, I wasn't in it long enough to actually know. Crow wasn't uh, in I, it to win it. I, I, I wouldn't be He's surprised. a loser. He's a loser <laughs> giver-upper. Yeah, uh, boy, what, what a difficult experience it was being part of that group. Uh, I'm just very glad that I got out of it. Uh, it, it, it was a poor decision. Uh, I don't really blame anyone else for it. Just I was an unhappy person at that time. You know, I was young and, and I was not enjoying grad school. You know, whatever. It just, I look back on it, it is, uh, I'm just glad it was a short period of time. You know, I, I, I made it through the other side. I survived it. I wasn't permanently altered. But just a, a, a difficult experience. How long were you overall in it? Like a couple weeks? No, five months. Five months. Five going months. continuously. Uh, I, I Monday, here's what they got you. You had Monday group, which was an hour group therapy session that was basically eight people who were in the group and then two facilitators. They're former industrial psychologists. A lot of industrial psychologists lost money. I think got whatever they got their their budgets got cut by companies, I think, in the eighties. And they were like, Okay, we're gonna reinvent ourselves. We're gonna be this human effectiveness incorporated and and they have these weird kind of training names. The the Wright Institute for Higher Learning, as if they're quasi like educational or something, you know. So uh, you know, this guy, he and his he and his wife didn't have any kids. They were married they, they and they also met they were like Christian college. They went to like uh what's that Christian place up TCU? In Western, no in Corner. the western suburbs of Chicago. It's a famous kind of Christian college. There are some very smart people there, very bright oh, people. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, I can't, I'll think of it later on. I know Cornerstone. But but but, but they were, uh, you know, I haven't thought about them. They, and there's a bunch of industrial Are they still around? Oh, yeah, I've looked it up. I looked Didn't you Yelp say their Yelp reviews are all like, oh, this is a cult? Uh, it, it was very validating. Not all of them. Not all of them. Some of them are like, this uh, is great. It, it was probably 40 to 50% of them, though, were just like, yeah, this place is horrible. Uh, they made my wife pay them ten thousand dollars like i paid a lot of money to, to, to go did to you the, get into the thousands uh i paid probably twenty five hundred bucks over five months wow which is a lot it's 500 bucks a month so uh you know what they get you is is they have these weekend retreats that they don't really tell you about where you go up into their cabin you know and that and that's where they're going to isolate you to like although they the food was excellent they, they cooked very good food and they took care of it on that front it's clean but it was uh i, I just just did not. It did not work. Uh, it, it's a lot of people. Well, I discovered a lot of people who joined. This is my only my experience. Uh, it was people who people who already put too much pressure on themselves, putting even more pressure on themselves. People who were coming out of a really bad experience in their life, divorced, got fired from a job. Yeah, a, a parent died, or someone close to them died. You know, or I guess my situation was just really being unhappy in graduate school and, and getting my heart ripped out. Yeah, it was a relationship thing, you know. 
So you know it was as bad because I was just like, oh, you went through a breakup, and he goes, no, I had my heart ripped out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it was. I had my heart ripped out by a fucking thief of a bitch. Yeah, you know, yeah, I was. <clears throat> what do they call that? A Jezebel, yeah. a real Jezebel. Yeah, it, it, it was that. That was a bad experience, and then they had that piled on with a very difficult, rigorous graduate school experience. That was a one-two punch for me. So a good friend of mine who was a comic, see, he joined the same group because he was engaged to a woman and she broke it off and she was part of this organization and he wanted to prove to her, hey, I can change. I can still be in the group. Which is a classic, I'm in my 20s and I haven't matured yet. There's a classic response to that. and it's uh, So I followed it. I didn't really listen to my gut well enough. You know, I knew I didn't like it, uh, and I kept saying, no, I'm going to keep trying, maybe have a breakthrough. And I was like, finally, I was like, I'm not getting any better. This is not, I, yeah. just, I just dropped out. This That's is not, fun. this is not a good, you good experience out. for me, you know? So, uh, but I was uh, very, about a year and a half after that, it took me to sort of overcome that or sort of get through it, you know, work it through because I was like, God, I was an idiot. Did you try to get other people to come? Uh, no, I never did that. I talked a few times with other friends, and they remember them being like, "Well, I hope you're." You know, I'm also talking to them to get like their opinions, like, "Hey, I want to hear what you're," because I didn't quite know if it was the right thing for me to do. You know, uh, the fact that I that, that I didn't know for sure that's a sign. You have to trust your instincts. If it doesn't feel right the very first time you're there, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't don't lie to yourself and say, "Oh, I have to fight through." There's this whole notion. Oh, you got to fight. No, why don't you do something you're good at and you enjoy doing? You know, and, and make it a pleasurable experience. If you have to, like, someone, I have to have a breakthrough. I don't like this whole breakthrough thing. Yeah, you know, of just like, no, I think you you, you can figure. I, I I like rigorous thought. I like working on things and being diligent. But this whole idea of it has to be a breakthrough or something. No, just. Do your best job and work hard. You know, it's just this whole you, you're holding yourself back. Your human potential is I don't know. Maybe you're just not good at certain things. You know, right? And, and, and that's okay. It, there's a certain acceptance. You know, so I don't. It, it was like the Henry Ford production line to psychological health. One of the roles we had to assume in the group, which some of the people had to do a role called rebel, like these really kind of meek people who never really felt like they stood up for themselves, had to do this rebel assignment where in order to graduate out of it, you had to make the, the, the class, the group therapy session, stop functioning. I like the stop idea of like, you can't say hi to me, you're a rebel. You know, you know, Rebels it, don't say hi. Yeah, or, or it, it, you know, so in my group, what, what the guy ended up doing, he ended up setting a lamp on fire. Yeah, we had a lamp. He was a rebel for the and, week and, or and, whatever. He, he, he wanted to make the group stop functioning. Like he had to do that just to just to get himself out of his comfort zone. You know that he was too meek. But yeah, this guy. I mean, there were multi-millionaires there who were in this place. But you know what? I, that's when I also discovered two people with money, Keith. Another thing I just. It's just they had the same fucking hangups. It's not like they're not any happier, really. You know, in fact, they probably have more hangups because they're driven by. Oh it, yeah. You know? So it's. Like, I mean, you talk about skeletons in closet. Oh, Usually, rich people have corpses in their closet. Oh. I mean, there was a woman in my group who's not husband, philosophical. I got a decaying hooker. Yeah, in I my mean, master bedroom closet. <laughs> it, it was. I mean, there was a woman in my group who whose husband was a very successful guy who got into the group and sucked her into it, and she would tell these horrible stories about how she was sexually abused as a little girl and it was just like I, I just I felt terrible for her but it was like you know I don't know if this is like appropriate for me to hear this you know it's like a one-on-one -on -one therapy session I kind of get that but that was part of like you know she was trying to deal with certain issues and it's like you know, I also this is the truth too I, you know necessarily talking about it isn't necessarily always the solution to figuring it all out you know 
it, it, it's like sometimes you got to kind of work some things out. You got to kind of right. I, mean, I get talking, sometimes you just got to take a walk for yeah, a little and, bit. Yeah, and sometimes you know you have to have a maybe a couple trusted friends you can bounce a few ideas off of to work through. Hopefully, you have a spouse that you can get along with or girlfriend, boyfriend. You know, it's like uh, that that can work out. But uh, yeah, yeah, this was this was crazy. I, I it was an interesting experience. I mean, I, I you know that that's a show too. My experience there is a show. There you go. There's your next pilot, you know, man. Well, I, I want to do the stalking. So here's what happened in my life. So here's what happened. I was in graduate school, 97. Very rigorous. Very rigorous program. A lot of yeah. math. Difficult. The very world was, The world was still reeling from Orenthal James Simpson. Yeah, 97 to, to 99. So I had that. Well, then Sandberg was on his last leg. Exactly. Kerry Wood had struck out 20. No, that was 98. No, yeah, but 98 was, I remember, that it was, yeah. it, was, it was the first year of grad school for me. It was the spring of 98. But I was like, oh, I'm going to go to grad school and I'm going to find a woman that I get along with. We're going to be on the same page. And I just basically chose this woman and tried to put her in that role, yeah. which is just does not work. Out. Yeah. And it's she actually, probably noticed immediately. Yeah, it was not a good strategy and uh, ended up uh, really and, and trying to use my humor and stuff that did not work. Ended up really getting rejected. Well, it's I interesting mean, that like, thought process hard too, rejected because I think you think that everyone thinks like that. So you're just like, well. You know, I'm just kind of here to put, find someone that I like and kind of put her into a role that I need. But then she's also doing that with me. So, yeah. or, or, so okay. I'm just, I'm just here to figure out what you want and I'll be that. And then you figure out what I want and then you be that. And then we'll kind of just like, you know, become dull together. <laughs> and then how you do it. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I was thinking, or someone who had similar interests or outlooks, you know, like, oh, here's someone I can actually talk about. That's usually, that, I know? think that's what created the boring Hollywood trope, not boring, but the the romantic comedy trope of like the the two people that have been bickering at each other the whole movie are yeah. going to and are the ones that are really in love yeah yeah like yeah, yeah. the girl that he complains about the pretty girl with is actually the one that he's supposed to end up with yeah i, I just I, and know, that kind of is true like you kind of you <clears throat> you put people in these like roles and then you're like oh yeah but i ended up being with this girl that i went to kindergarten with yeah, well, that I just kind of forgot about, and then we remet. Yep. Fucking twenty years yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's also it, it is a. Uh, well, you just, if you get more experience. Yeah. It, we, we, I think it's kind of a. I think it's kind of an immature way of thinking. Also, that. good old Tinder, that. man. As much as people hate the dating apps. Yeah. It works. Yeah. So uh, I. Uh, but I didn't need that last night when I was getting that attention from a 57-year-old El Salvador. And Bringing it back around. <laughs> anyway. But we yeah, completed the, the circle. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a good show, though. It has been a good show. Uh, I've been taken. Uh, like the video. Uh, I'm a sailor. Thumb, thumbs up the video. Yes. Hit the bell to get notified whenever we drop a new episode. Yes. Subscribe to the channel. Trying to get that up so we can get the viewership up. Yep. Yep. Um, Got a lot of things happening. Got a new soundboard coming, a real legit big soundboard. Um, but yeah, thanks for watching. Absolutely. We'll see you next week. Yep. Ain't no love tonight in this city, and here I thought.